0: Welcome to Smiley's Epic Quest. Today, my me and my co-host, Lee, are joined by two special guests from a different podcast, another Malazan podcast. Uh, you might have heard of DNJ's Epic Quest. So we are doing a, a wrap-up of Gardens of the Moon and an intro to Deadhouse Gates kind of an episode today. So hi, Derek. Hi, Justin. How are you guys?
1: Hello. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm doing well. I'm Derek. And Doing well, also.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just, yeah, yeah.
1: It's our first guest appearance, so we're, we're usually uh, on your end, <laughs> so uh, yeah. forgive the awkwardness. <laughs> no, no
0: worries at all.: So how are you Lee?
1: I'm uh, good, slightly buzzed,
2: doing great. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, how many drinks look... have you had?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, one beer and um, one cocktail, and I'm on the second beer right now, so I'm regretting a lot of things, but I'm going: oh I'm, I'm, I'm very good. It's, it's too early out. for regrets.
3: Well, <laughs> that is true. Stay. Stateside, it's maybe too early for regret. I guess I don't know about greets.
1: No regret. <laughs>
0: uh, no. Like, so how are you guys uh, finding That Gates? Uh,
1: damn, uh, alluring. Um, uh, I feel like at this point in the time, it's a uh, shit, what are those things called? A siren. <laughs> a siren on the seas. I just keep being called to read more.
0: Uh, yeah. Read more. Come, come, read more.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I have to, I have to exhibit some self control. Uh, mm-hmm. To not read more,
0: yeah, but that takes a lot of discipline, isn't it, to not read further when you already finished and you're waiting for the recording. That that I have trouble with that too.
3: I can't yeah, I've gotten I've gotten kind of used to it just because it's kind of our thing now, right? Okay. So we read a chapter and then maybe we got to wait a few days until we record. But usually within a day or two of recording, both of us have at least either started the next chapter or maybe even finished reading it. And uh, you know, and then we got to put the time into typing up our summaries and getting that all together and then working out what's going to work to record
1: next, first of all.
0: Okay.
1: I think that the uh, the fact that we summarize these chapters or these sections in this chapter, chapters, and uh, I think that's enough to get me by because I usually find you know more things that I didn't catch on mm-hmm. even the first or second reread of that chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've gotten to this point where, and I think it was because I, I moved, we got to this point where, prior to me moving, we were um, recording. And then within that week's time, you know, editing and uploading to our platforms and then rereading the chapter. And I got to this point where it was almost a little bit too much. So I kind of thank the move because now we're actually, we're actually two episodes ahead of where we are at, which then allows me to actually edit without any type of pressure to get it up there within a
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also, you know, if you miss miss a week of recording or something, you have some backup, isn't it? You don't have to like take a break.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. We we ended up taking a break because we didn't have backups and now we are like overflowing. (laughs) I might have to like release two episodes this week (laughs) just so that it it gets out there. Oh, no. Uh, leave Uh, please feel free to jump in anytime yeah, because yeah, you know yeah, no yeah. Like, so do you guys want to tell us about your podcast and how do you guys have sta- have you guys started calling yourself uh, podcasters yet uh, i guess that's we, a I don't great
1: ask. great question we have have we <laughs> no we haven't i don't i mean i get tell people like my, my coworkers and you know family members that i think would care uh that you know we have a podcast but i guess i don't i guess i do ever really you know given myself a title podcaster like that's yeah. weird maybe we need to start maybe. implementing it <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it does seem kind of weird
3: um yeah it, it's I, I think we still both find a lot of joy in it and it's a lot of fun to do you no
0: know, i like to call myself ironically you know but i'm a podcaster now and, uh, <laughs> and i just find it very funny to, do, to say that Yuli, have you ever called yourself a podcaster yet
2: i have not no and i'm uh, not sure if i ever will at least not for the same no, future.
0: Maybe I I think I'll start calling you my co host. I think you podcaster. have. I think you have called me my podcaster, yeah. I
2: must have. I'm mostly the co host, not the podcaster. That's
1: uh, yeah. That's my title choice. Right. Uh so, Maura, I thought you were the Sorry? Oh, I thought
0: you were the uh co host. Me. Technical yeah. we're both co hosts I don't know. Lee just uh, just likes to say that you know he's he, he likes to take a backseat, like you know, he just shows up yeah. and talks. That's like his Yep, yep. His thing. Yeah okay because.
1: so you guys are without a host then
0: huh <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to host us uh justin you're welcome sure sure <laughs> i'll uh i'll be the barkeep in smileys here and uh put on my sexy little waitress outfit
0: and we'll uh we'll go that way oh my god do you imagine the views that are going to come in <laughs> i'm pretty sure there would be negative views <laughs>
1: you would have negative views <laughs>
0: How, no, uh, like, not really I don't know how uh when exactly this shows up in the book, but the name Smileys has it come has it come up yet? No. Yeah, so it's not come up yet, isn't it? No, not yet. Uh do you guys have some background about what uh okay, yeah, you wouldn't have got any background. No no worries, no, no worries. Not yet, so
2: not yet. No, Smiley's no, come no, out. Little learning time. Happy to time Yeah. So Lee, have you uh, Sorry, Derek?
3: Uh, I was asking Lee if he's finished the season uh, the season, the uh series also. Yes, or are you maybe um,
2: part way through? I'm on the second reread right now, along with Mara. We're doing a okay. read along on the sub on the sub, so um, with that. I've read most books. I've not read the novellas yet, which Mara has, but I've read most books in the series. The ongoing cool. series I'm currently reading is Will's time, which I think we told you about. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear you're on the uh the third one, the yep, Dragon Reborn. Yep, yep. And
2: okay. Ah all right. Okay, we're live too. Uh-oh. Excellent. So okay, I guess <laughs> I'm gonna get her under the bus. It's interesting. It's uh, you can see why people tell you to read The Wheel of Time before Ozon or something. It's not bad. It's different. It shows... Uh, the book is considerably older than I am, and it shows in many ways. So, I'll get used to it, I guess. It's something to get used to. There's more to talk about uh, later, but this is uh, not the time. So. enough. I'm sure it'll get brought up again. Certainly. I'm sure. But... Oh,
0: now no, but it's... we might as well, you know. <laughs> because You guys are huge fans, are you? So,
3: you yeah, it was both, both of us uh, like the first big fantasy series we ever read. And, and we finished at different times, but um, that was kind of the, the big one for us both. But it's, I guess, it's it's interesting. I mean, because it's, you know, as an American author, and to, I guess I've never even considered what somebody in another country might think of it. Um, so, it'd be interesting to talk about maybe at some point.
0: Uh, you guys have not read like King Killer and all those. No. No. I think we we discussed this, yeah, we, we did discuss this.
3: I started reading oh. it and I just couldn't. Okay, just I, tell
0: me who runs the Twitter account. Is it direct or you? The Twitter account Derek
3: runs on yeah, Twitter. I
0: mean. Right. So because I, I never know, like, you know. <laughs> I DM Justin and I talk to you on Twitter. So <laughs> sometimes I wonder <laughs> if it's the same person. So yeah, right. Now I know. Now I know for sure. It yeah, was.
1: It was totally me this whole time on both platforms.
0: <laughs> it's, you, it's you right now, even there, you know, with Derek's login. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you start to think that I was, like, uh, multi-personality
0: no, or what? Like, uh, sometimes, <laughs> the, like, the official account is, like, uh, run by two people. So, you, you never know, isn't it? Because you, you 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 don't interact much on Twitter with your ID. The mm-hmm. art one.
1: No, I uh, I do this thing where, like, I have so many damn, like, Artistic envisions and I get to this this part where I'm like, I don't know what to do next So I just start something else. So like nothing ever really gets finished um, And with the move, I don't think I've done anything since the beginning of August because I can't find one of my cables for my computer or for my monitor at the moment So um, I have to siphon one from work uh, Okay.
0: So, uh, so how did you like uh, gardens?
1: I think it's our favorite book so far. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's high bar pass. All right.
3: That, thanks, that's stealing my line, Justin.
1: Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Great <laughs>
0: line. You know like, you just say the line. I can just edit out what Justin just said. Yeah. <laughs> no.
3: no. No.
1: I'm just going to keep saying it then.
3: <laughs> well, I think it was... Justin asked me on when we read the first chapter what I thought of it, and I told him it was the best chapter we've read in this whole book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. No, but then, uh, there are quite a lot of criticisms for gardens, you know. Uh, most people bounce off of gardens, and uh, do you guys read, uh, read, like, the introduction by Erickson? I think it was in the 10th anniversary edition of his uh, book. It has, uh, I don't no? I think that was in our book. Okay, there was a very, uh, there's a very lovely intro, where he just says, you know, I'm going to drop you into the story, and either you're, you catch up or your mm-hmm. toast, so... Oh. I'm not going to handhold you and all that. It's it's a nice intro. I think you guys should just read it for the fun of it. Yeah, stick on for it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, if you would read it, you would remember because you know it, it's <laughs>
2: it's quite it has an excellent quote within it, which goes something like "uh, right balls go for the throat and stuff like that." So it's very memorable for sure.
0: Like oh, yeah. compromise, and all that. Yeah, 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 something like that.
2: It's basically Erickson's been unapologetic about being uh the way he writes, and he continues that thread throughout the books, and even now he's very. I write this way because I think it's better and you can, you know, which is respectable. Mora probably has more uh, experience with that, with, with having a talk with a guy. And, um,
0: no, wait, are you dissing my buddy Steve? I'm not at all. Not <laughs> the slightest.
2: No, I would never, no. It's just, um, he explains the origins of the Mazen world, how the whole thing, the uh, garden started. And uh, basically, it's him complaining subtly and not subtly about his publishers, since gardens were supposed to be a screenplay at first. And no one wanted to pick them up. So it's like, okay, yeah, you know what, guys? I'm not going to tone this book down. You can go fuck yourselves. I'm going to make it even bigger. And then he published Garden to the publisher for 10 books rather than just a screenplay for a movie. And then he went above and beyond in that House and so on. And basically, like, if I could do it, so can you. You shouldn't bother to like compromise and uh, settle for less because people tell you that, oh, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. It's empowering. It's interesting. It's funny because of the language he uses. And it shows his philosophy through other books. If you haven't found it yet, I should just check it out. Because it's very interesting. Hmm. I'll
1: have to look into that. For sure. That's good to know. I had no idea. I had no idea. And he waited
0: almost like eight years uh, b- between writing and publishing. He had to move to the UK to find a good publisher. Uh, he didn't have an American. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so that's why the writing quality is also extremely different between Gardens and Deadhouse Gates. So I, I think I, you, yeah, yeah, you guys know that already. Okay.
1: Yeah, we saw that right away. I mean, just it was it was very apparent. It just felt like way more fleshed out than it did Gardens. You know, uh, I feel like one of my major criticisms from Gardens of the Moon is that there really is an emphasis on uh, what characters look like, so to speak. And like, I guess I'm a visual person, and that's how I understand. You know what what a certain character is, granted that you know that wasn't anything deterring by any means, but it's just nice to have like a mental note like this person is this this, this this, this, and this, you know there were some, but I would have I guess I would just like more, but in the I mean the very first paragraph of the prologue in Deadhouse Gates, you get this like super like just visual about this like. This flea dude, just this apparition with all of these flies buzzing around. And, like, as he's walking, the flies are dropping and hitting the ground and then, like, like dispersing. Like, i just like, fuck. I was just captivated just right there. I just couldn't stop reading.
0: Yeah, no, but uh, as you go forward, just remember, he's not going to give you, like, uh, proper physical descriptions and, you know, the whole thing of eye color, hair color, the way they dress and all that. You're not going to get that. Uh, uh, do you guys have any idea about... Uh, Sorry, Apsalar, like, what could be her race? Have you guys had a guess yet?
3: I guess I haven't even really thought about it. I don't know if you have, Justin, but it's, I don't know. I guess it, I, it hasn't really felt like an issue to me or yeah. that I, I guess, need to know.
0: No, some of us are like that. We don't really visualize, isn't it, like the characters. I'm Absolutely. I'm happy to just imagine it's just this young girl, Apsalar, going around doing stuff. But like Justin, I think there are plenty of people who want to know the, you know, the, the actual details so that you have a better visual. We we all read in different ways, isn't it? But uh, I think you you'll have a small throwaway line about Absalars' uh, race, so it does show up in a, you know, a very tiny okay. line. Yeah, but if you you've not looked up fan art at all? Um, no, I'm trying to
1: avoid spoilers. We did look up fan art, uh, for the uh <laughs> Den Robbie Den okay. The you know 200 meter fucking, or 200 foot fucking. Fucking, it water like <laughs> the
2: sea monster. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: uh like I don't know and and you know, like, I don't need it to be Robert jordan descriptive by any means, uh as far as what they're wearing uh all of the different features of their face, but it would just you know from like an artistic standpoint um even even like in the in the first chapter of dead house gates you know the very first thing we're introduced to is a Kerium and and mappo mappo and you know i already got an understanding of what mappo is uh you know and derek made a very naughty joke about that but uh we've got you know we've got just a guy who i imagined is just you know he's got hair all over kind of spanning up his arms um you know canine teeth et cetera, and then like uh, sand colored eyes. So it just it gave me that much more of a a visual as far as as that character goes whereas like with, you know, for example, Animander Rake, we've got, you know, uh black skin and uh white hair, you know. So it doesn't like I said it doesn't need to be this this, you know, over elaborate thing, but just the level that he's doing it in Deadhouse House Gates comparatively is I'm just I'm digging a little bit yeah, more.
0: Ekalium, yeah. do you have a hold on Ekalium's looks yet?
1: Um, we did get a little bit of a description.
3: I
0: thought uh, he does like have a black, a black, a black yeah, hair. which is dyed apparently yeah. because you know I think it runs with the sweat and all. Something is dyed in him, either his uh, skin or his hair. I'm not, I don't remember now.
1: It was, it was his skin. It was gray, and then in the desert, it was fading away to an olive green. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think from what I understand and what what I was deducing from that is that it was meant to be some type of disguise. So. I think he just painted himself gray yeah. um, to avoid being detected in the uh, town of Earlton. Yeah,
0: Earliton. Yeah, Erlton. Erlton? yeah just say it however you want, yeah. have, you know, whatever you... Because I'm not going to be able to remember all the pronunciations, and, and Ericsson always has some, you know, his own way of telling things, which is... I can't, yeah.
1: No, I mean, that's fair. I just... Uh, a lot of these cities are... <laughs> Are at this point are still our first introduction to the city. So we're not as familiar with them like we would be Pale or Jerudistand or you know Malaz City, etc. So it was more just kind of a thing like, is that is that what it was? So yeah. Uh
3: one thing maybe you can clear up yeah. and I don't know if you felt this way, Justin, but so is is seven cities the name of the continent? Yeah. Yes. Or are there seven cities not also? Too. Okay. There's, so it's uh... both
0: yeah, uh, I thought you would have a more descriptive answer because no, I did
3: There's
2: that... seven holy cities. Yeah. after which the continent is named.
3: I I gotcha. did get. I guess I did get a little bit of that in the second chapter, uh, but I still wasn't sure if that was the name of the continent. It or is the not.
0: continent, and Elrithan is one of the holy cities. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I thought it was cool, be being able to piece together the maps from Gardens of the Moon and just even within the first chapter. You kind of get a sense of of the direction and, and to which they traveled. So It was really kind of cool to be able to piece together the map and gardens of the moon is actually north, like northeastern of uh, the seven cities. And what did we what did we look up, Derek? We it was like three thousand leagues, and that would have been from like the North Pole to like eighty percent to the South Pole is Something how long like they've yeah. been traveling. Oh, it's yeah.
0: that right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So. I thought that was that was really cool. And it makes sense because from what I understand and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the events of the first chapter in Deadhouse Gates are roughly about a year after the end of Gardens of the Moon. So essentially they've been traveling this this whole time and that you know, allotting that time that we don't need to read about. We don't need to read about everything that they traveled to on their way <laughs> to their current destination. Oh Lee's doing that. <laughs> I want to see more
2: so that it's um that exact complaint is what I had about eye of the world like, i I've been born I'm sorry, I did, <laughs> but uh I understand why it's there. It's just I couldn't help myself. I had to get that out of the way, so please carry on
1: no you're no it you're you're not wrong um but a tidbit that maybe may help clarify that a little bit is and whether you're aware or not, um back in the day. Because of Tolkien? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it it makes it a little more forgivable. Are you wrong? Uh, Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, but... I'll get used to it. It's something I'll get used to. Yeah. (laughs) That out of the way. Please carry on.
0: (laughs) 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 No, I was just looking up at the uh, summary, which I did, like, months ago, about Chapter 1 of Deadhouse Gates, about the route-about route to Itkokan, isn't it? So, they're going all the way from Ototaral Sea towards Early 10, and then I think they see some... uh, imperial messengers at early and so they go to a small fishing village isn't it so
1: yeah i think so
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, it's it's a nice journey to follow uh what did you think of uh, kalam uh his his plans
1: oh to kill a scene uh it's, i
3: feel like kind of i thought things were going to go in the first book so it's, i guess i'm glad we're seeing that happen but i i felt like that was going to happen sooner mm-hmm. but i know you mm-hmm. and i talked about that justin that if it went that direction then gardens of the moon probably would have been a much larger book than it already was
1: right but i also think that it, it's just very very early setup i don't think that lazina is going to go down for a long time as far as books go that's my prediction a, again a nice
0: prediction i was right about,
1: i was right about riga so <laughs> as much as i doubted myself um yeah so I, I think that it's just the very beginning of the plan and I feel like there's going to be a lot of, of roadblocks, so to speak, in that, in that coming to fruition.
0: No, because I was very impressed when I read that uh, chapter one. I, I, I was like, oh my God, this is the Empress. And uh, that's so audacious of Kalam to just decide, you know, he's just going to go and kill the Empress. And I was very happy with that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a nice uh, setup, you know, for the. Yeah, rest it's a pretty
1: people. big and bold plan. So it it's a just... good book
0: for a uh, chapter one, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So basically the last eight books are them just all living peacefully on some some island uh, yeah. enjoying beers. And, and
0: coffees at Smiley's. Taverns. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what could be better?
0: Yeah. That's why they say the best eight books just, you know, they just suck because there's just people sitting and drinking, doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is a surprising amount
2: of people sitting and drinking, that is true. <laughs> a lot of tavern and bar
1: scenes and stuff like that. Maybe that will be the new Alcohol Anonymous uh, yeah. series to read. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, uh, you actually have no idea how right you are
0: in some regards.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Great. Maybe I'll have to join the characters when they're drunk and <laughs> the stupid. Well, there are uh, quite, quite a
0: few drunkards, you know, fun drunks. <laughs> uh, maybe. Oh, you don't? Did Lee just groan now? <laughs> no that wasn't me
1: Uh-oh. that was Derek
0: oh hi you don't like to read uh, drunk people is it uh
3: I don't know I guess I haven't really why do you make your faces Justin uh, I, I don't know where you're any, uh... going with this, is this
1: <laughs> some, are you triggered or something like did some did you have big like, traumatic <laughs> thing happen to you and not, not that we should be laughing if that's legit no, no, but... that's
0: why, yeah, I...
3: no I, just, I just apparently I have a beer and then I tag the wrong people on
1: Twitter Justin that's right i forgot about that (laughs) i i wouldn't have known because i wasn't tagged
3: right yeah
0: oh oh my god yes i remember that yeah
2: that
3: one hit a little close to
2: home (laughs)
0: i've seen the tweet no worries
2: i've seen the tweet (laughs) right
0: okay (laughs) that is hilarious because i just saw this random guy's twitter and i was thinking okay so maybe you guys have a new account now (laughs) that is that is funny so um you want to talk a little bit more about gardens or if you have yeah. anything to clear oh, up we've there.
1: got lots of stuff for you
0: thank you okay
1: go on uh so uh in i can't remember specifically when this happened but do you remember in gardens of the moon when uh krupp observed some women dunking cats
0: yeah i remember that yeah yeah
1: any any theories as to like where that stems from or um, I just thought it would be a humorous thing to talk about. Um I don't know if it's a symbolism for anything. Yeah. Uh uh yeah. <laughs> dunking a <the> cat.
0: <laughs> no you uh no uh, as far as I know it's just some silly thing that just shows up there. I...
1: So it's just a random thought yeah, like
0: yeah. <laughs> hey there's just going to be these people just dunking cats. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. I mean, because... It
1: doesn't
3: get any darker than that. They weren't, like, drowning the cats, were
0: they? Yeah. Just give them a quick (laughs) watch? But those are not real cats, isn't it? It's just a dream. So so I I have no idea how to interpret that scene. I really don't know. I think it was just some random thing. But uh, do you remember the other guys he meets inside this inn? Uh, Like, his essences or something. Uh, He calls them his virtues or his essence or something. Yeah. Did, Did you guys like that? Did you guys like that dream scene? I
1: did. And it's funny that you're bringing that up because that is actually in a... Do you have access to this sheet? Did we share this with you uh, accidentally? <laughs> <No. 'Cause... laughs> okay, because I was just gonna ask. There is a chat box uh, here. In...
0: Oh, oh, you're just okay, you're checking me. Right, right, right. Yeah, go on, go on. <laughs>
1: um speaking of of that particular dream, I feel like in Krupp's first dream, you know, he's kind of walking along, he sees the, the cats getting dunked, and then he sees this like ominous thing hanging from a tree, and then he goes up into this this uh this inn where I thought they were beggars. There were like four beggars. And I feel like from what I gathered from that is each of them were kind of an accentuation of himself, so to speak. But I guess I'm having a hard time. Like, how does that have any relevance to the story? Is that just a character play? Or is that just uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera? Is that just Krupp being, you know, multi-personality?
0: That sort of how... Are you, do you have an answer, Lee? Um, I have
2: a Parallel. You know, it's just like a...
0: from Wheel of Time. You have a parallel from Wheel of yeah,
2: Time. Yeah, oh. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of early Wheel of Time is uh, Rand and the boys dreaming. A lot of it, like a lot, all the exposition happens in dreams. So as you saw from uh, later in Gardens of Race, Crops, a big part of Krupp's power comes from the fact that he dreams and his dreams are interactive. So in a sense, it's like on the one hand, it's there to showcase, oh, Krupp can dream and he remembers what he sees in his dream and he's active in the dream. On the other hand, it's like who the fuck knows what he sees? He sees a whole bunch of stuff. It's like it could be important. It might not be! I'm not even sure exactly what that scene meant, because I'm not sure if Krull actually visited him with that. No, no, stream no. Or not. The first dream, there's no problem. I don't actually remember at all. I just remember that, uh... I remember the last scene with the beggars, where, like, he goes, mm, yeah. I, uh, I'm currently sleeping in my bed right now, and I'm, uh, in my blanket and stuff, and, uh... You guys are here, so let's talk. That's all I remember from it. I don't remember the dunking cats bit, so... On the one hand, I think it's just, Krull can do this, because... On the other hand,
0: there might be some deeper meaning. As uh, to remember, because I've not read Gardens in a while, so there's one bit in it which has a deeper meaning. The the body which is hanging outside. Do you guys remember what he calls that one?
1: I don't remember. He, I don't he remember. calls
0: it humility.
1: Right, so right, right. So it's yes. like
0: sort of he's you know he's had to sacrifice his humility to. Uh, I
2: think, if I recall correctly, Krupp's, uh dramatic persona entry is called a man of false modesty. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: So,
0: yeah. yeah. So, humility is the first uh, yeah. thing he is, uh, sacrificed, you know. So, it's, it's just some fun bit, I, I don't think. I think it was just having fun, uh, Erickson while writing Krupp. So, I don't think there was any deeper meaning with those essences and all that.
1: Okay. I, so, it's merely just to try to get Krupp uh, a, a deeper image and maybe closer, like a, re, a relatability uh, very early on to readers. Probably.
0: And Krupp is, uh, do you guys know about uh, uh, the whole of Malazan was gamed through D&D? Are you guys aware of that?
3: No. I've heard bits and no. pieces about it. I thought it was like a I thought I thought they like went out and like LARPed it. Is that also true? <laughs> that would have been cooler, but not that I know of,
0: no. No, you guys play? That
2: would have been yeah. very
3: cool though. No,
0: no, you're not no. D guys. Okay. No.
3: no, no. Okay, so I Lee, had a little to... bit, not in quite a while though.
0: Okay, then Lee, please, please explain what so so the... basically
2: they started off with D and D, which is uh, a bit on the harder side. Like think, I don't know. Uh God damn it, I don't actually know of any, I guess Wheel of Time is pretty hard with the magic system. There's like a lot of established rules, stuff happens because the game will say so, and they didn't really like, they played a few campaigns there, they didn't really like it, so they moved to GURPS, which is the generic, the generic universal role playing system, which is uh, traditionally a lot more loose and open when it comes to rules, and uh, essentially their playing style evolved into them having one-on-one sessions. So one would be the game master who runs the game, and not their characters, the whatnot. And the other guy, who they would often change, would play their own characters that they created. And a lot of those characters, one of them being a Steven's character from their first few games in D&D, was Anamander uh, Rake, you may have noticed. He likes him particularly. Uh, and you would think, OK, they just made like five, six characters. No, like half the characters, half the cats important in the books were games. And it's ridiculous to think about that they were games this much. A lot of the world was created during the role-playing game. Uh, it also shows that they have basically split the world into two, so each guy would get like two or three continents to develop for their own books. I'm not gonna say who is, which is which, because that's spoilers. It's
0: hardly. Uh, well, yeah, right, at least now you know Denimachus and Seven Cities is Ericsson's continents. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's like an actual agreement, like a formal
2: agreement. They said, OK, we're gonna do this, but that's how it feels like. And a lot of the magic system was developed during their gaming, their gaming days. A lot of the characters were developed during their gaming days and locations. Now, if you actually look at how the game, how the playing worked, it was a lot more goofy, a lot more loose than what it is in Book of the Fallen. So I will tell you from here that the pre-established world and history that you see, especially in the Book of the Fallen, is definitely altered and more dark, so we say, than what they actually played. For better or for worse, Uh, which is obviously deliberate to make a better story. Yeah, sorry, go on.
3: Oh I just, I feel like it would be hard to play a game that is as dark and grim as That is true you know, especially just the beginning of you know just from the prologue alone of Dead House
2: I mean yeah. I don't ask them personally so I wouldn't know but uh, that that's basically how the uh the origins of the modern world went is the basically No I saw
0: in some interview that uh, they both sat down and when they decided that they were going to start writing the novels uh and they came up with two separate lists of what each one wants to cover and then they found that there was hardly any overlap between Ericsson and Dettelmont. And so they had the list split, you know. So these are the things that I'm going to cover. So Ericsson started doing the the Book of the Fallen. And Dettelmont went to the Malazan Empire books. So that's how they split it. They're, they're very close friends, you know, from, I don't know, like you guys, decades and decades of friendship.
1: Well, maybe we'll have to write a book, Derek. Mm-hmm.
0: But you have to game for another 20 years. Now. I'd drink that. <laughs>
1: that wouldn't be It wouldn't be a very interesting book. By walks down, to see falls in, dies.
3: I, I don't know, man. What's, like some of the stuff you draw? Like we could come up with some pretty cool shit. I think. Like
1: I mean, maybe I'm just not very. I'm not very. Uh, what's the word? Articulate with my words. Um, I think I kind of am sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you are. I mean, you could. I could give you an image. It's probably gonna have lots of penises and vaginas <laughs> and boobs in it. And you could definitely make uh, a story out of it. So. <laughs>
0: You draw most uh horror stuff, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I like the uh, biomechanical design, very similar to uh Alien. Um yeah, I just like fucked up shit I do not I d I don't I don't know why. It just like just draws me in. I just
0: get anything lost. in Dead Of Gate stood out to you that you want to draw?
1: Oh, the flea dude. Yeah. You want uh, to
0: draw.
1: The the priesthood, I also kind of want to draw uh, Heberic a little bit. Heberic, yeah, yeah. I saw scenes, um, especially in Chapter 1, uh, with the Aptorian um, beast thing. You oh, the guys the met like,
0: the Aptorian already? Nice. Yeah, Mappa
1: looks at it from afar and
0: says, it looks like my uncle's.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: You, yeah. You see more of Aptorian later, so maybe just wait for that before you start drawing Aptorian, because you get a much closer description yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, that. Yeah that demon.
1: There's a there's a lot of things that like even throughout Gardens of the Moon I, I could just visually see inside my mind, but the hard part about art is translating what you see into something that actually looks decent. Um like I did draw or I sketched rather. Let's just be real. I did sketch the the uh the massacre at Ekito's Khan. Ekito's cool Khan. Thank you. And then uh, I yes. did I did sketch the uh uh hairlock more or less being transformed into an asshole puppet.
0: <laughs> you didn't do that with all the intestines falling out and all that. I hope you mm-hmm. did that. Okay. Uh, no, not yet. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's I, just I, called... I don't know why. I just like that, you know, whenever intestines fall out, I just find it You uh, know, it just adds to the scene.
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um uh, right are you met the divorce, have you? Rilandras, uh the six wolf Ye- diverse yes have you been have you been saying diverse or
1: I, i'm i'm i guess i've been reading it as divers
0: oh you know? you're okay you're giving respect I mean, to the apostrophe right
1: yes yeah
0: nice no i don't know i just say diverse I, I don't know
1: oh yeah i don't know either i just i'm Maybe sure you
0: think
3: of like a belly flap a, a what a belly flap like jumping off a oh, uh, oh, diving board <laughs> into a pool <laughs>
0: Right, so they just named it like that, you know, soul taken is something which uh, shape shifts to a single single beast and a diverse or diverse shape, uh, shape shifts into multiple beasts. I
2: think, yeah, diverse is supposed to be fun and diverse. Yeah. You know, like a lot of things, that's... Uh... That's the origin. I don't know what soul taken means. Just in like real
0: soul, a single. I mean, soul, soul, I know, you know but... solitary. Yeah. Really? Oh,
2: I guess yeah. they're still single soul. You know, yeah.
3: I've never put oh, that together. Oh my god, that's
2: <laughs> so easy. Why didn't I put that together?
0: Wow. Fuck. Ah.
3: We both just had a big revelation.
0: <laughs> I think all three of you had it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought
1: it was like you know your soul, right? Like they're taking another creature's yeah, soul. You would think so. Right? Instead, but it just means singular. Fuck! Oh, We just <laughs> had our minds blown.
0: No, My biggest doubt when I read uh, Rake uh, shapeshifting was, you know, how the hell is he dressed up already? You know, he just shapeshifted back from a dragon. <laughs> Where did his clothes come from? <laughs> but that's just part of their magic. They just incorporate clothes uh, for some reason. But, or he <laughs> was naked. He doesn't say. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a much uh, much more pleasant to imagine, isn't it? <laughs>
1: What what uh what better than to you know destroy this fucking Lord of Demons and then after you're done shapeshifting you're just you know free balling right you got blood everywhere <laughs> scars scratching and you're just like huh that was a good job
0: you know <laughs> double done yeah and he carries a two hundred sword isn't it yes <laughs> oh cool. cool. no, <laughs> god <going with this? laughs> it's it has a name <laughs> <laughs> is dick. <laughs> No, that Dick was the Bird. innuendo. The joke was his actual sword. <laughs> okay. Right, sorry. No, yeah. well, okay. Do you need a minute? Um, who needs a minute? I don't. i a minute. I'm good. I'm good. Like, so, so that is Rain. off the rails. And right, uh, yeah.
1: Sword. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is what we do.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So that was uh, Soul Taken and Divas. Did you guys? Uh, Oh, R- 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 is a pack of wolves, isn't it? When you meet him now,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah.
0: does he? Uh, he shape shifts, isn't it, to human?
3: No,
1: not I read. But I know. I know what you're talking yeah. about,
0: though. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. No problem. We'll just move on. We'll just uh, quietly <laughs> move on. Giving Justin, space you're to just Justin in the dark. Whoa whoa, 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 whoa,
1: All right, because you read the fucking second chapter. Yeah. yeah. You slacker.
0: No problem. It's it's isn't this a you know a standard thing with the two podcasters reading the same book? Because I've had to wait for Lee to finish Stonewielder and now he's stopped reading OST to wait for me to. I'm being
2: nice and considerate, and I'm being told off for because of it. It's
0: I I did not okay. I've read these
2: books before. I've read the novels before, so I need to wait for more to finish before I can talk about them.
0: No, but then he made me wait almost a month. Because he was too caught up with wheel of time. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I am to say so it.
2: sorry. I am very sorry for reading a different series. I'm
0: sorry. Right. Right. Okay. So we'll. Are you happy with Dead the Gate so far? So I think we'll go back to Gardens, please. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, you have some about. Sorry, you were going through your list. I'll just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. What's your next? We'll go back to the list. Uh,
1: Rake sword got uh, us distracted. It's cool.
0: That's um, the theme of the whole series, if you haven't noticed. Rake sword. Distracting everyone. Yeah. That, oh, that's how okay. he kills his enemies.
1: Okay. Um we'll get I Suddenly to that later. don't
2: want to be here anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you uncomfortable <laughs> talking about swords? <laughs>
2: you know He's
0: he's extremely nonviolent. You've yeah, not as seen, far as I've known,
2: that's why we're talking so far, you know. Like there are things about Riggs swords, it's like yeah. uh
0: sorry. <laughs> I am <laughs> talking about Ragnipur. There, there is nothing wrong in talking about Dragnipur because you know Okay. Yeah, sorry, please go back to your list. I'm just going cool. to shut up
1: now. Cool. Just another distraction of Rake Sword. Um, That's all good. So, Hairlock and his connections with, uh, you know, Bridgeburners, Whiskey Jack, Kalam, and uh, Quick Ben, and the deal he made. Like, I'm not. Is there any. I mean, and again, please, you know, if there's a spoilage thing, just say, gear, tough luck, read, read and find out. Um, but I guess, I don't know if it's just me forgetting, but I feel like that was something that. Uh, it was just it was just there it just existed there wasn't really any type of prior connections there and with Hairlock being dead I don't know if like that's necessarily Anything that I'll get any more elaboration on and if not, that's totally cool.
0: Shall I?
2: I didn't actually hear the question in the diary, So please do. no
0: problem. See um, Hairlock and the bridge burners their deal. I think it uh, it happens off screen So the deal was they save him for some reason Herlock is going to give them something in return, and I think you guys have been already told what what exactly does Herlock set out to do once he's uh, you know in the puppet. What does he spend most of his time trying to do?
3: He was traveling through Warrens. What was he trying to do? I don't remember
0: he was trying to trace somebody evil and try to find out what what is their motivation in you know uh, betraying the bridge brothers and stuff wasn't it? no
1: I don't okay. remember. I don't remember. I don't that doesn't sound familiar. Go. Oh. I remember the Warrens, the war Warren, like he was traveling through Warrens and like uh, you know ultimately that is how uh Gear was able to to track him down, but I guess what he specifically looked for, I think that may have eluded me. Um
0: No, uh he he talks to Tatrsel about it. So he tells Tatrsel about uh, uh, you know what, what exactly his plan is and he makes her realize which way were the mages facing when the The fireballs hit them and kill them. And that's how Datasail decides to start hating on one guy. And she decides that he's going to be the betrayer. No, I'm I'm not making any sense Is it all. Is this the Teishren thing? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. So because uh, that's probably the deal. Because, you know, everyone feels betrayed by Teishren. So they want someone to track him and, you know, try to find out more things about him.
3: Oh, uh, that's right. uh, okay. Who was Herlock talking to? Was he talking to Tattersail when he said he... I don't remember who he was talking to, but he told somebody that he hates Tayshrin just as much as he did, or she did. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Guess... They
0: do hate Tayshrin, that's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, I guess I just, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was just uh, I was newer uh, to the book when all of this kind of took place, because I feel like those were definitely things that happened within the, you know... For a second potentially third chapter um and no it's very
0: obscure you really can't uh it's it's not obvious at all
1: yeah i didn't realize that those were those were two connected things yeah yeah that's
0: how he wrote garden so that's why people don't like it as much Mm. because you know all these things are happening and you you really can't put them together so that's the way it's written he he makes it a point to show don't tell so you know Tatrasil knows they're talking about Teichan, and Hairlock knows they're talking about Teichan, but you are not told that the the specific subject of this conversation is Teshran. So that's why it's very obscure. So so that's fine. It's it's easy to miss that one.
1: Cool. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I speaking like of uh, yeah, he's kind of a fucking dick. Uh,
0: I mean, speaking who, of yeah, sorry, go ahead. I said who isn't sorry.
1: Oh okay, fair. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Teichan, um, any thoughts on him? just being comatose after his Gaeleon Lord is, is defeated? Like, it's, is that something? Oh, the demon. Yeah. After The demon Ra- was is... just
0: like, I don't know what, he was in control of the demon, so once it's dead, it's dead, that's it.
1: So how is he in a coma, then? So I think Warder uh,
2: Nesodai, if a Warder dies, I knows that he died, how he died.
0: It's a bit more intricate like than it.
2: that, and it doesn't get it up again, as far as I know. I think it's the only time where, like, a demon dies in the summer gets, like, because of it. But uh, it's a speaking. Of- We're bound together by some summoning thing.
1: See, that's what I thought, but I just—I guess I wanted more some uh, conclusivity to it.
2: You'll notice that a lot of things that get brought up in gardens don't get brought up again, at least not as uh, obvious, because of the ten year gap that I've ever mentioned in writing the book. books. I, uh, I—I don't remember if it's brought up again, to be honest. I—I mean, I don't know.
1: Do you remember more? Can we?
0: The demon lord you're talking about.
1: The, I think he's talking about the coma.
0: Yeah, the comatose thing
2: there. Demon dies and suddenly you go comatose. Who
0: is comatose exactly? I'm That's sorry. Eishren. When a galleon dies from rake, I think. Tyson goes into a coma. He yeah.
1: screams and then like, falls in a coma, I think. Because Dujek, uh... Dujek and Whiskey Jack are talking on the bone on phone. On oh, yeah, the bone, yeah. bone, yeah. bone <laughs> phone, uh, Which is also something that doesn't appear again, from what I understand. Which, damn it, it needs to.
2: The biggest loss in the whole series.
1: My,
0: my biggest heartbreak was finding out that that bone phone was not made out of Dujic's missing arm because I was so sure. (laughs) I so wanted that to happen. You know, it is his, you know, the arm he lost was made into a bone phone. It's it's not that. I'm so sorry. Man, that would have brought up in the (laughs) dark.
1: That would have been fucking cool. Like, hey, yeah. it, it's no longer part of you, but now it's an
0: extension
1: of you. I mean, at least at uh, least
0: you get a use out of it, isn't yeah. it? Just, you know, just randomly throw it, dumping it somewhere. The molasses are nothing if not practical. Do you think he uses it to look at his
1: OnlyFans account? Oh, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> the eye <eye-bone> phone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Christ. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He's then looking let's...
3: at Dignapur pictures.
0: Oh, my God.
3: Are we
1: still talking about (laughs) dreams?
0: Did you just say (laughs) Dicknipper?
3: Yep. Yep. Yes, I did.
0: Please, yeah. Yeah, please applaud it.
1: And uh, that was great. I'm going to have a new new nickname. Drag (laughs) Dicknipper.
0: Lee, please remember to add all this in the episode description. Yep, yep.
1: Um, so, no, we're going to take it one step further. Dicknipper Pussy Rake.
0: Oh my God. Oh, my God. Of,
1: uh, Randy Alhor from, uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I haven't heard that one either. Randy Alhor. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this is happening on your
0: podcast. I, I'm, I'm quite okay with it. No problem.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, give some some giggles and some some chuckles. Yeah. What's next on your list? Um, speaking of, Dragnapur, um, the hounds that were essentially killed by Rake, devoured by a Is there any context to where they went when Peran freed yes. them? Yes. Without there spoiling is, anything. Uh,
2: without spoiling anything. No. Yeah,
1: they're
0: not Yeah, no. So no.
1: this is this is a wait. Rafo, yeah. you just need to Raffo. read the Raffo, book, on. but
0: very, very carefully because you can blink and miss it. Okay.
1: So, yeah. second part of that question: um, Does it have anything to do with releasing their souls from captivity, or did they enter another warren of some kind?
0: You don't want to know the answer, no. Damn it! Okay. All right. Third
1: question: too. That's really. I think related. Lee is
0: going to disagree, but no, Lee. No. It's better that you know. No. Better the whole thing is Rafo, right?
1: Hands off. Hands off Justin. Hands off the <laughs> Dragon Parade. Um,
0: I can never say Dragon <laughs> Thanks, Derek. You ruined that one. <laughs>
3: I'm
1: glad I could contribute something to society. <laughs> um, is his experience with the hounds inside of Dragon Parade, is this what gives Paran the blood of the hound?
0: I think so, right? No, 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 just, just repeat the same question. Sorry, I was typing some shit here. Please tell me. What were you typing? I, I think you can see the chat. Is, is the chat not visible <laughs> to you guys?
1: Dick, oh, dick me, Please, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry,
0: funny. yeah, what is the question?
1: Uh, um, is this some kind of, like, dick, dick cat? <laughs> like, <laughs> a cat shaped, like, a, a penis and a knee at the same time?
0: Um, no, I was wondering that, you know, it's a dick which reaches up to his knee or something. Oh, Dick and Her. <laughs> We're very mature, everyone. I think the four of us need to start a
1: separate podcast just around uh, naughty things.
0: Yeah.
1: That would be fucking hilarious. Oh, my
0: God, yeah. I'll, I'll never be able to show my face anyway. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: That's okay. No one else has to see it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just the voice, right? Like, we've got some, you know, some disguising here. But, um, yeah, sorry. The The question was... Uh, his Paran setting the the hounds free or whatever it is that he's doing that we need to Raffo about. Is this what gives Paran the blood of the hound?
0: The blood of the hound happens because he tries to revive the hound when it's dead. He feels bad for it and he touches the blood. Isn't oh, it?
1: I don't remember that. Oh, after Ray kills him?
0: Yeah, the hound is like just dying and it just, just about dies and he touches the blood. So, I don't know, somehow touching the blood gives him this power, so... It doesn't happen again.
1: Which is why Cotillion uh, has some, uh, I guess, reverence about, or some, some doubts about potentially killing him at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there is some. Uh, but do you remember the fight with the Azath uh, when Paran fights the Azath or the Finnist or something? The Finist, yeah, Which he tool. fights the Finest. And he, yep. ha- he doesn't he like the change start growling like a hound or yeah, something? I remember that. But oh, don't yeah, know. yeah. That's all the hound blood.
1: I feel like I was so confused by that particular section that I didn't pick up on the growling.
0: Yeah, it, it, is, a, it is a very confusing section, yeah.
3: Oh, I, was, I thought maybe he was just growling and howling because of, I mean, he was mad and frustrated and just...
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: I didn't connect but that it But it, was...
0: it makes it a little bit obvious that, you know, he's uh, he starts behaving like a hound. There is something like that.
3: Something we'll have to watch out for, though.
0: Uh, not Really. It, it, these are all the disappointing things in gardens, you know. The fun things are set up, and then they just don't come back. Yeah, so I've been unfortunate.
1: It's like a another piece in wheel of time that you haven't gotten to yet, uh, Lee. Right. I don't know if I know what you're talking about, Justin. Uh, Which book? It's it, it happens at the the end of the fifth one.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, all right,
1: I got you. Yep. Okay. Well,
0: nice. Nice. Do you have more questions?
1: Um. um yeah, do you, you want to? I guess I go ahead, Derek. So, it, I guess it's not so much of a question, but
3: one of the things that I like, I think about a lot is just this world within the sword of Dragnipur and, and just the imagery that, you know, when he kills somebody and then the sword, like, you know, I envision these chains leeching out of the sword and wrapping up whoever he killed and dragging that soul back in. Um, you know, and just the world within the sword, is, is there any, I guess I don't even know if any explanation, but is there is there more of that as the series yeah. goes on?
0: Yep. You do, yeah, you get to see more of it, yeah. Okay. You get to see a lot more about it.
1: And I'm sure there's a purpose, too, right? Yes. You don't know the purpose
0: yet. Lee's too quick to answer. Just wait for the question, Lee. No, it's, it's all good. I think he knew where I was going with this. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah I,
1: yeah, I don't know. It's
2: That's not just cool. some dude decided, you know what, what if I make a, a sword... With a rail in where I keep people chained rather than kill them. There is a purpose to it. It's not just pointless.
1: Yeah, that's one of the
2: things yeah. I think about. Yeah.
0: No, I was just happy like... with no explanation. I was happy with... Just fair, it is, is a cool
2: fucking cool. sword. It is very cool. Yeah. It doesn't need more than that. It's just like, okay, it crafts assaults its victims. And people are so scared of it that they'd rather just die normally. Like, uh, I think there's a scene in Gardens where Baruch says, okay, uh, Rake asks um, Baruch about the heads of the... Which oh, is failed, the no. betrayer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I uh, I told them the options. They're like, okay, I'm going with you. I'm gonna die from like a normal sword rather than Dragonborn. People fear that sword, even there's no explanation as to why it is the way it is. And well, this uh,
0: it... world within the sword, I think it's called like a pocket warren. That's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That just makes me easier to imagine. It's a pocket warren, like the other warrens, but it's pocketed within this sword. Um,
1: doesn't the sword have any? Does it have anything to do with? Uh... Rake's mother, the Queen of Darkness, being able to not or allowing light to exist, or whatever that was. Um,
0: Without isn't, isn't... any spoilers, yeah, it has something to do with Mother Dark. True. Okay.
1: See, I'm not bad at this. I've only read a book and yeah. a couple of chapters.
0: Yeah, it's very good. But then, uh, Erickson also wrote like um, a separate series focusing on uh, that particular race, the Mother Dark, and all that. Oh, okay. So that's the Karkanas uh, prequel se- uh, series.
1: But you recommend reading them after?
0: Definitely after. You
2: wouldn't it, really yeah. understand anything. I, I know of one definitely. guy that did. I've read it, and I still don't understand. Much I of know books, of so. one guy that read the Karkanas first. Book one is mostly fine. Book two has so many references that if you don't know what it's talking about, you're going to be lost hopelessly. So hmm. It's a very
0: different writing
2: style. Well, there's that too. It's like reading New Spring first. It's it, it works sort of, I guess, but you're not gonna understand much.
0: Is right, New Spring yeah. the second book?
2: It's the first. It's New a New
1: Spring is the prologue, the prequel. But you're not that's supposed it. to read it until after the tenth book.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not publication
1: it, order. So I have no idea.
0: I don't like Fire and Blood maybe because you're not supposed to read that after. I don't know. I don't know where Fire and Blood fits within A Song of Ice and Fire. Bef- so I have you. I have
3: it. I haven't read it yet, but it's. I know it's. You know it's. I think you're probably supposed to read it after i would say probably after a storm of swords
0: mm-hmm. but but it's a very uh, different type of style isn't it it's just like a historical accounting rather than anybody telling a story it's just this guy just laying out facts this happened and then this happened and then this guy yeah, died, and... yeah you're
3: getting kind of you're getting yeah somebody else's version of things so i guess how much you know is it an unreliable narrator type thing
0: yeah yeah i i like martin's uh unreliability he does it quite well i feel I mean, from this one half Fire and Blood book which I read and half Game of Thrones I've read, I really like those.
3: It is quite fun.
0: Yeah. Um, what's the next one? So we've been Justin saying Rafo to most of your questions. We've been saying Rafo, isn't it? Just, Pretty much. Seen.
2: That is a sign of a good Pretty. question, so, Like,
0: I mean, these are quite incisive because I had no. They're
1: very good questions. Yeah,
0: I didn't even stop to think about all this. I was just like, oh, Rake, Oh my God, he has a sword. A and it turns dude, into like, a dragon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. what's the next book?
1: <laughs> We're. Uh... Yeah, we're stretching. We're stretching, you guys. We're uh, making you work for these answers. So, but the, which... the book
0: is written with this type of an idea. you know, he wants you to think about all these things. He wants you to put things together and question what is going on. That that's the way he wrote it. So, you guys are doing doing justice, Justin.
1: Thanks. We're trying. I, I think you,
3: Justin, you do a lot better on like these deeper, deeper things than I do.
1: I don't understand where it's coming from. I didn't. I don't. I don't think like well maybe i do think like this but i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know where it's coming from
0: so there was one uh, i think one scene where uh um is about to kill a lady Simtal's lover Mm -hmm. at the balcony and then he Uh, he is a spinning coin and then he kills uh, kills the counselor he spares her and kills the guy who's with her i don't even know if you remember because like i was very impressed with your episode talking about that scene and there is a small cut to Baruch and Kron discussing something. And then they both hear that there is some magic has happened in the city at that moment. And then the scene cuts back to uh, Ralik killing that guy and sparing Simtel. And then Simtel goes into a scandal and all those things happen. right? And you guys put together that, you know, that was the magic. That what Ralik heard, the spinning coin, is a magic which Baruch felt uh, with his magic sensitivity. He felt that the coin spinning for Rallik and all that. You guys put it together. I don't even know. How do you guys not remember this? No,
1: I, I remember, I remember
0: what you're, what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: Councilman Lim that he, yeah, uh, assassinated Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I had no idea when I read it. Even with the second read, I was just like wondering, like, you know, just the scene cuts to Baruch and then cuts back to him. And you guys put it together that, yeah, this is why that scene exists of Baruch uh, figuring out, you know, that Opon has intervened again in the city.
3: Right. I guess, I don't know. It just, I vaguely remember that. And it just, it just kind of seemed like it all fit together.
0: No, it, it is meant to fit together, but then, you know, it's, you nobody's paying that much attention isn't it something like that I think
1: so. yeah it's definitely I, I always i always sorry go ahead i no,
3: just i mean we we're not speed reading this book you know i mean we're we're taking our time one chapter a week you know and so it's we're probably afforded those chances to catch details that maybe other people aren't going to catch you know because we we read it for i guess basically you know the first time we read it for pleasure basically you know entertainment and then when we're going back through it, you know, just like you said, we're combing through things, looking looking for those details. And, and you, you get another look at it and it just gives you a different perspective on it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and then on top of that, you know, we talk about it, not just necessarily on the show, but like, you know, I, you know, we're giddy schoolgirls and we're texting each other, you it's know. Just about like, every day. About yeah. Every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, you know, uh, before we started recording, you were like, yeah. That uh, the chapter two of Deadhouse Gates was, was good. And I'm like, damn it, I haven't read it yet.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, when you guys text each other about what you're reading, do you have difficulty bringing up the same points when you're discussing? I
1: don't think so. No, I think we just kind of add what we were talking about. So it's kind of like a, um, you know, pre-production a little bit. The text messages that we, that we share, it's just, a, I don't know, kind of a, a brainstorming more or less just in conversational form.
0: I think we need to streamline that because sometimes we discuss a lot of plot points by text and then when we sit down to recording, it's like, we just finished all this. We just, you know, we came to some conclusion and so we don't need to rehash the same argument again. But that just, uh, we were losing content basically mm-hmm. by texting yeah. whatever we are reading. So it's nice to know that you guys are just, uh, you know, treating it as pre-production. We don't do that.
3: I don't I don't think we're a lot of times very super specific with each other. And like today uh, I just text Justin. I'm like, oh yeah. man, you know, this... You know, there's a little bit of heartbreak in this chapter, in chapter two. And he's like, oh, man, I can't, you know, like, I, I can't wait to read it. But I'm also a little bit scared to read it. So he'll get to have his own reaction. I don't want to give away and ruin things for him. But, you know, telling him the emotions that I felt I don't I don't really think ruins things. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think you're probably going to have similar, similar feelings to it when you read it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea, you know, not uh, bring up specifics. Because, you know, it, it sort of gets boring, isn't it, to discuss the uh, same plot one more time? for just for the sake of the recording uh, apparently you guys have not um, faced that yet so I, yeah i, I don't mean, think we I, have i
3: haven't felt it i don't know if you have
1: no i i don't i feel like the way that we talk is very spoiler free as you mentioned and so um even even if it even if it is even if it you know i put ourselves in a scenario where we we talked about everything that we were going to talk about the text or on the phone um that we would say over over our podcast i think that I guess not speaking on your behalf, but I feel like from my perspective, it's like we want we want the viewers, we want the listeners to you know be able to decipher those things as well. So I think that we're still gonna approach it with the same amount of of enthusiasm as we would normally because the way that I think about this podcast is like old school video games, right like back before everything that you wanted to know was uploaded onto the internet. You went to the store and you bought a stri- like a strategy guide, right? And the way that I've always played video games is I would play through it once just to get the entertainment value out of it. And then as a completionist, I would go back through and get every little single thing that I could do done and completed. And in order to do that, I would go get a strategy guide. So I see this podcast as kind of like a, a strategy guide for those that may are about on the brink of giving up on Malazan because they just aren't connecting things and they're not getting the dots uh, to be able to relate to people that are, are still new to the series don't have any overarching bigger picture things because they haven't read it themselves either. And being able to, to hopefully bring them back into the world of Malazan because it, it's from one book and a prologue and a chapter. It's absolutely glorious.
0: Yeah, the thing is, which I I keep telling everyone is that Malazan, at least, you know, it's not a a solitary exercise. It's not a book you just read on your own and then not have anyone to discuss it with. It's it's really hard, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. there is so much going on and, you know, so much gets uh, fleshed out. And it's an enjoyable experience when you do it as part of a group. You have at least one person to discuss it with. The experience is going to be much different. So somehow, this book, at least, it feels uh, like that to me. I would agree.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm so glad we decided to do this because we get to meet you guys. I mean, if we didn't, we wouldn't get to talk to you like this. And probably the hardest part is, I know, Justin, like I've got like the Twitter account. I'm kind of in control of that. But, you know, I'm seeing all these people like, oh, you know, this book was so good. And Memories of Ice was just, you know, out of this world. And I'm like, (laughs) damn it, I can't wait to get there. But, you know, I just I just want to take the ride for what it is.
0: And... You know, Derek, I try my best not to give away any plot points in my Twitter because I know you guys are following me there. But <laughs> no, seriously, because I, I, each time something comes up, and then I try to be as vague as possible because I know that you know it, it's really hard. I, I don't know. So to me, at least, I, I don't mind spoilers myself to some extent, but I don't want to spoil anything for anyone else. Oh,
1: well, thank you. Uh, thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, maybe just block us from that post. <laughs> yeah, <that's true.
0: laughs> can you do or... that? Can you just block like from a single tweet? but I have I no idea. I, I don't we'll want to do know. It's fine. I mean, most people get to know, like there was one particular scene in stone wheeler, which I was discussing. And so this guy asked, uh, what's the scene about? And I was as vague as possible and he got it. So you're not, uh, it's, it's not a big deal.
1: Maybe, maybe see this as an opportunity uh, to practice non-spoiler verbiage so that you and Lee can talk about stuff without having right, true. to feel like you're repeating yourself when you're doing stuff. <laughs> Very true. Just say
0: <laughs> Yeah. Thank that's you. Saying. Thank you. No. No. Seriously, that's a good point because that's what that's what happens. We hash out an entire plot line together just by text. This happened, and then this happened, and I think this is the way this happened, and then you know it feels boring to bring it up again. Yeah. So, yeah. Point taken. I think I think we should start doing that. So. Justin,
3: I th- I don't remember if we talked about it when we had Maura and Evan on, but I think you should talk about your theory on Krupp. We
1: we did. So you did. Yeah. You did? yeah. Okay. He hasn't did heard he, that theory. We he, he, he heard your yeah.
0: episode, but. Uh, I did.
2: I don't okay. think there's a confirmation on if that actually matters, but it is among the most interesting theories on Krupp have heard. Fuck yeah. Points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I asked some other theory about Krupp when I spoke to Ericsson. I had a different theory about his origins and all that, and he just shot it down. He said uh, Krupp is not going to be explained ever. So you just oh, have to accept really? him as he is, yeah.
1: So that would not be a question to ask Steven no, but
0: No, no. you're asking about a specific use of his power. So I think you should still ask it. I, I, and, yeah. yeah, because I asked something else, like uh, his origin. Like, where did he show up from? But he said he's not going to give away the origin because it's not important. But you guys are asking about the power, isn't it? Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, I mean, eating and passing out uh, <laughs> gladium power. So I, I mean, I know should... that
1: happens to me when I get lethargic <laughs> and
0: pass out. I just have these really weird dreams. Um, are you resurrecting um tattersale souls anywhere? Maybe <laughs> her and, uh
1: her and those soft pillows, they're uh yeah, we're
2: cuddling. My man likes uh cushions for the cushion. what can I say? <laughs> Hell
0: yeah, that's what I'm right.
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, do you have more? Uh,
3: I so I, I have a theory as well, and you guys would not have heard it yet. Justin and I discussed it on our prologue episode for dead house gates. But so I've started listening to our podcast and as of now, I'm up through like episode 10 of our show, listening to it. But right before we recorded the prologue episode, I was listening to one of our other episodes. Uh, I don't even remember which one it was, but it was when Paran gets stabbed uh, by sorry. And he's at hood's gate and you know, they're trying to decide what they're going to do with him and they're bargaining for his soul And then after reading the prologue, I I had this thought that I think, and I don't know that it will happen in this book, but I think somewhere in the series, I think Gnos is going to have to take out Tavor to avenge Felicin. I think Felicin's going to die, and I think it's going to be because of Tavor. And there was the line in the prologue that somebody else said about, uh, I don't remember if it was Haverick or Bowden, but about clearing the family name. And so I think that's going to be Gano's. I think it's going to be his, I don't want to say mission, but I guess that's going to be his like prerogative to clear his family name because his sister forsake the family and, and killed fellas. um, because I I think Pran, the three siblings, their parents are dead. So it's just the three of them, you know, maybe they have extended family. I don't know, but you've got, you've got a big brother and you've got two younger sisters. And I think Tavor is the middle child, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So she, I feel like she turned her back on the family. And, you know, Justin and I talked about she's following orders. She's doing what she's told. And I think it's going to get Felison killed. And that's, I like, as a big brother, I've got a younger sister. I mean, you just, you watch out for your little sister. You protect your little sister. And something happened, and he's going to blame Tavor. And he's he's going to have to kill her,
0: I think. Okay. What is the question? Not, not the is question. That That's, That's my
2: theory. That's
0: right. my theory. We will not make any comments. We'll I just have one, but on. one comment uh,
2: about the quote okay. mentioned about clearing the family name. Uh, I think I don't remember who brings it up. The point is, Perrin Ganos, at the end of the of Gardens, along with his entire regiment, has been outlawed. Right for all intents and purposes, as far as the Emperor's concerned, one arm's right. host, the Bridgeburners, everyone, including Ganos, is an outlaw. So and he's so, already
3: at odds with his sister, and he may not even know so, it.
2: Uh, in Felicin's view, I think, or I don't remember who said the quote. The point is, it's Tavor that is trying to clear the family name by proving the family's loyalty to the Empress rather than... Well, I mean, I guess it can be a double entendre that, okay, Ganna's going to kill Tavor to clear the family name because Tavor killed Felicin or because she betrayed the family, which she kind of did. She kind of did it out. But that's all I'm allowed to say right now because I can already see more as, uh, you know.
0: So <laughs> that's, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. If that is one way... No, but that's an extremely interesting theory. It is, yes. That I, is I remember way, the quote
3: that. you're talking about. Lee. I remember that. You know, yes, I don't remember who said it about Tavor clearing the family name, but to me, it just felt like... Absolutely. It, I mean, it I'm made not me call back hands, to right. that point where Peran is at Hood's gate with this all being bargained for. Mm-hmm. And even though somebody says Tavor is going to have to clear the family name, I don't think it's going to be her. I think she muddied the family name or will muddy the family name. And I think it will be... Ganoaz that will have to clear it.
1: But, I mean, that's all based on perspective, right? Like, if you take it, you know, G- you know, Ganoaz is going to feel the same way that T'vor does, but on the opposite sides of the spectrum. So it could very well be a double meaning. Absolutely. As far as clearing the name goes. I'm
2: sure if you ask for listen, she's not going to be very happy. At, oh, yeah, she's doing it for the family. Yeah. No, obviously. Yeah. I have uh, one question, though, for you guys before Moro goes on, please. What do you think Absolutely. was seen in this book? And the last book, more importantly. Lucene? Our very own Empress. Long may she reign. Oh. I obey Lord, um, um, and serve.
0: Long may she what?
2: Long uh, may she live forever. I obey, await, and serve. <laughs> oh. On the Crystal Throne? was that? Her? On a, I don't think she has that, though, no. Unfortunately.
1: No, that was a shot. Yeah, doesn't she have a throne of bones? She sit on a, a bunch of bones. I'm not going to say anything about that, unfortunately.
0: No, what was your question, Lee? I'm sorry, I, I what, didn't quite answer. Uh, does just an Okay, what's your impression about Lassie,
2: right? I mean, mean, you've
0: seen her once,
1: twice?
0: Twice. I mean,
2: it's not just like, okay, this is the character that's like, it's more her legacy and how she shifts events based on her actions rather than herself being involved directly.
1: I mean, she kind of seems like she's a chicken with her head cut off. (laughs) uh, To be completely honest, it doesn't seem like she knows what the fuck she's doing. And so it's just like, "Oh well, I heard about this rumor in Jeujistan, so let's go see if that's legit or not um and you know he sends uh God nightchill's boyfriend uh fuck what's his name
0: uh, Sorry, yes Belurden,
1: yeah, thank you, thank you. um it's been a while since we've read about him keeping a smelly body next to him um yeah, I just she just feels chaotic, she feels unorganized, she feels uh." Like, she doesn't really have any idea on what to do outside of the extremes. Like, this is how we're going to get control. We're going to make them fear the shit out of us because we're going to unearth the biggest, darkest shit ever. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um,
2: hmm.
3: I, I feel like she's kind of a loose cannon that, you know, what she said, she she wants absolute control, but maybe doesn't know how to enact that in a efficient
1: way. And, I mean, Emperor Kalavan, Kalanvad... Uh, didn't set her up for success by anywhere, you know. Anyway, because he commanded via loyalty, and so that's that is Lucine's biggest hurdle at this point is getting people to, I guess, bend to her will. And how else do you do that? From Lucine's perspective, like as chaotic as she is and unorganized as she is, it's like how else do you do that? How else do you command loyalty um, when? no one is loyal to you.
2: You know, what fascinates me is that you, like, you have these opinions from the prologue of Dead House in one book in... And... Now, uh, since Mori is here, I can talk about this safely without spoiling anything. Please stop me if I say the spoiler. So... I mean,
0: after you stop talking, I'm going to tell you that was a spoiler, guys. Forget okay. what you just heard.
2: Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I can't do that. You may not know this about me, right? But, uh, I have a reputation around here. I am the Lassine apologist. Okay? I'm... Lassine apologist. Apologist. Yeah, yeah the, uh, Basically, a while ago, about like, I don't know, eight months ago, I took it upon myself to write a series, a few short posts, I thought, like one, two, three, four posts, pops, no more than that, about uh, Lacine and and her role as Empress and why she is not, in fact, the worst thing to happen to the Empire since, I don't know, Plague. Now, uh, I finished that series about uh, a month ago or so, and it was 10 parts. And one of the most uh, pertinent things I've heard from a friend is like, if you need 10 parts worth of an essay, to explain to people that a person isn't an asshole. Maybe they're an asshole. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, in a sense, you're right. But I'm also extremely fascinated that you think these things are already from Gardens, because my impression when I first read Gardens is like, she's a bitch, you know? I don't like this character. I really do not like this character. I don't think she's good. She's antagonistic. She's opposing to my friends. She's an antagonist. She's a villain. She's just outlawed my fucking company. The guys have been following for the entire book. And now, Dead House Gates opens up with a call of like, okay, we have a whole bunch of nobles and uh, noble children, kids and of all ages, and uh, a whole bunch of things. Like, okay, we're just going to send them all to slavery, all of them. And yeah, I call the them the unwanted. And um, that is not at all the impression I had. I don't even think my impression of the scene ended until after I finished the series, for a while after that. It was basically still like, I don't like this character. I think she's terrible. And uh, it took me a while to really you know, coming to my own about what I think of this character. So I'm quite fascinated that you don't think she... like A lot of people that have read Dead House or are at the start of Dead House have this opinion that, yeah, that seems just the worst thing to happen to the Empire ever. You know, she's terrible. Kaelin is way better. She shouldn't have, like, murdered him or whatever. And um, a lot of characters all all this. in the book also think this, by the way. It's not just people. It, it's You mentioned she's chaotic. And I think a lot of this is uh, the ideas of a lot of characters in the book as well. Not least the bridge burners who, like, okay, yeah, she killed like all of us because I don't know, Tyshirin uh, decided we're going to be in the tunnels, and then she started he started nuking our mage counter, and like, okay, why? They don't have a good answer as to why not yet. So to them, it must seem okay. She's just evil, and she hates us, and we're going to kill her.
3: I feel like a lot of the things that you're saying are are not my feelings towards Lucine, but my feelings towards Lorne. because that's that's the one you saw interacting you know, the scene was kind of behind the scenes true. and maybe she's directing things. Yeah. But Lauren, I just did not, I did not, I did not like. Uh, right. I didn't like the character. Um,
2: okay, so more i smiling
3: right yeah, now the, because, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the scene the was there. And is
0: very fascinating.
3: If, you know, Lauren, she kept saying, you know, she's she's the arm of Lacine,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and if she's the one executing these orders and that sort of thing, she was the face of it and not Lacine so Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I've seen enough of Lacine to to really have, you know, a, a strong opinion one way or the other on
2: mm-hmm.
3: on her. You know, where Lauren was the one acting these out and I'm like I don't I don't like you.
2: It's actually leads to the question I have. It's like um for example, in book two of both Time, there's like, you know, there's a lot of the happens, like Sheriff and uh Tuna, Turek, whatever the fuck his name was. And I wonder how much of that can be traced back to the empress, which is like all the way back, on where the fuck Shanchan is, I don't even know. And I have heard things about the Shanchan, like they, a lot of people don't like them. Okay, and uh, one of my friends, who read Wheel of Time before uh, they read um, uh, Malazan, and because of my reputation as this, uh, you know, the guy who defends em- empresses, apparently, uh, they told me very specifically that one day will be needed, and I have very high hopes about what, uh, what, how horrible that scene, those scenes will be of uh because you know you have uh, chapter one of Gardens forget. Uh, Paran goes to meet Lassine, and It's like yeah okay well cool. I wonder if a similar thing will happen in Wheel of Time and I'll I will be needed because uh, she's terrible. <laughs> but um, you mentioned Lauren and uh, I think more I will be more than happy to tell you about Lauren.
0: Oh, we have spoken extensively about Lauren. I told you guys in your episode too, isn't it? That I love Lauren and it was very fascinating for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I mean,
1: I feel like. I kind of am sitting in the middle. Like, I totally can understand from Maura's perspective how this character could be. Uh, I mean, she was beautifully written. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's not that's not what I'm not. Or I'm not trying to say that she wasn't. But as far as, like, from a emo- a reader's emotional standpoint, I can understand where Mora's coming from with the love of Lorne. But I can also understand Derek's where he doesn't, like, or doesn't or hates Lorne. I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I definitely feel like you know, I I liked her best when she was doubting herself, like, yeah. and it was just because, like, oh yes, come to the light, come to the light, like, you know, uh, like you're almost there. You you don't need to do all of this kind of stuff. And she just at the end of the book is just like, yep, nope, I'm gonna stuff this down, and like I'm just gonna be this big bad bitch that I'm supposed to be. <laughs> like, Adjunct Lauren died in the mouse quarter and no, no, I, no. the, the adjunct... woman
0: died, and the adjunct lives.
1: Yes, yes. The woman Lauren died in, in the mouse quarter. The adjunct is now... The no, those were the
0: bits, bits which I liked, you know. It's not the actions which she did, but, you know, it was very understandable that what she was going through, because she has been, like, brainwashed, isn't it? From childhood to follow scene and, you know, basically like a brainwashed child soldier or something. So just, right. she just has to follow orders. And she doesn't... And even then, she, she still has this humanity to question what she's doing. She's not that... Uh, Brain She's not completely gone to the dark side. She's still able to question her actions. But ultimately, you know, the training takes over. and There is a wheel of time analogy up... I can
2: make here, but I'm going to refrain. Please do. What? There is a wheel of time analogy I can make here, but please go do on, carry go on. on. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm honestly still pissed at uh, Inkthar from uh, The Great Hunts of the Dark Friend. I'm still angry at that. I am I will never get over it. I am sorry. Just wait. Just I, I wait. like the character a lot. God damn it, Jordan.
1: Just, <laughs> just. Someone, just someone died?
2: Just. No, it's like. It's the same deal of like, oh, this guy was actually a friend of the dark from the beginning. And then unlike Lauren though, he had a change of heart. And a lot of his dark was like having, I'm angry about it. Okay, I'm still pissed about it. I don't want to talk it about is, it. It is an
1: upsetting part in that book, but just wait. I don't want to talk about it. Just wait. You're mm-hmm. in for a treat.
0: Oh, that's a raffle Lee. So, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, that's a raffle for Lee. You got quite a ways yeah, for that raffle. I'm sure, I do. It's like...
0: You know, when you guys ask me, uh, will this thing come back and, you know, will we learn more about all? The thing is, you guys are not questioning me. When are you going to return to these things again? Uh, because, you know, the whole structure of these mayor, uh, these 10 books is uh, sort of odd. It's not very linear, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, yeah. In Deadhouse Gates, you're not really uh, continuing the story of gardens. You are in a no. completely new continent. And uh, this Fiddler and Kalam is like just a small uh, segue to reach that continent. But the story is not entirely about them. There are multiple new characters and new settings and new plot lines going on right, in Seven Cities. And it's only in Memories of Ice where you actually pick up what Paran is doing in Jenebacchus. There was some mention about Epaniens here and all that. So that comes back in Memories of Ice. And, you know, so whatever the new guys you met and loved in Deadhouse Gates, you're going to have to put them on hold till you go to Book 4, to House of Chains, right? So it's sort of like that. And then you have an entirely, entirely new continent with new races and unheard of titles in Book 5. That's, you know, that's another uh, attrition point where people bounce, Book 5. So, so you, <laughs> the thing is, I'm just trying to tell you that when you ask me when we'll, we'll learn more about Dragnipur? it's, what, six, seven, eight books down the line. So, Jesus Christ. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, there, is,
2: there are a few scenes in uh, Memories of Fire* which explain Ragnapur, so it's not no, like all but, that. But, you know,
0: the actual, when you know, when you think that, yes, yeah. I have a hold on. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry. I guess. That's fair. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time for all these things to come together. but so in again.
1: four years, we'll come back. In four. We'll oh, talk
0: I, I can't it imagine. It takes like
1: six, seven months a book.
0: Yeah. This uh, read-along which we are doing in the sub, which uh, we are taking around uh, six to... Now we have stepped up to eight weeks for book six because six weeks we are not able to cover the entire book. So even then, I'm just thinking, you know, we are taking like two years to finish the entire series and you guys, I, I don't know, you, <laughs> you are going to take more than double that, isn't it? Just and it gets denser you. as you go on. That's the problem. I, I think so, we're starting oh, to um, see
3: that now. Just... Yeah. I mean this this first chapter in Dead House Gates, you know, the the last section that I covered was 10 pages and now that I've read the second chapter in Dead House Gates, Justin's first section is going to be like 15 pages.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, we're going to have our hands full for sure. So I yeah, I don't know if we'll have to adapt some new strategies or what we'll do, but
0: you know, we'll a simpler thing which you can do if you guys want is use the summaries from the wiki or the subreddit or something. Mm-hmm you know the preformed summaries the wiki summaries are quite a, good okay we don't want a
1: copyright though like we don't want yeah, yeah you know we don't want any like oh well they're just summarizing from the whatever i can do that too oh, oh okay know?
0: yeah yeah i get yeah. that yeah i get that yeah yeah but that's going so, to take a lot of your time isn't it to summarize because summaries... Um,
1: we uh i think that the, even though we've finished one book uh i think we're too far into it to just just stop and yeah, yeah. i think i think that it uh i don't know it also i feel like it caters to the way that we present our podcast you know like as you said chill laid back like you know um very nsfw so to speak with with some things and and adult language and i think that just allowing us to create our own summaries as time consuming as that may be and as, as dense as uh we're being warned or forewarned about uh, is just going to allow us to keep being creative. Uh, asshole puppet is another thing that <laughs> kind of yeah. came up. Yeah. Um, you know, I accidentally typed whiskey dick once. And was it an
0: accident, seriously?
1: Yeah, it was an accident. I typed in whiskey dick instead of whiskey jack. So that's okay. like, I think we're a lot of like our humorous stuff, um, not a lot, but some of it is derived from. And, you know, we share a Google document that we just, we type in and we're, we're able to read together. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. We I th- do that I think, so,
3: Yeah, go on. Uh, as, I think we both like to bring our own, our own to it, you know. Versus, you know, if we just copy and paste to somebody else's summary, we don't get to put our own like flair into it.
0: True. That that's very true. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah.
3: And Justin's, Justin's certainly yeah? the creative one of of the two of us, and did uh, a great job with it.
1: How so, Derek? <laughs> you, you just are. You've come up with some pretty fucked up shit too, dude. Yeah, I
3: don't
1: know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good balance. Uh, I think that we uh, work well together, and the, the banter between us is is you know it doesn't sound forced. You know. Yeah. So,
0: I I told you guys that long ago that you know it's the the friendship that uh, comes across the way you guys uh, interact. What happened? I just knocked spirit. my
1: microphone over. <laughs> oh okay.
3: Yeah. No, well, beer's empty.
0: Empty, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm just drinking soda now. There's no drink here.
1: I thought there was some smileys.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. The service is the worst at smileys. That's
1: because <laughs> I'm not in my barkeep uh, outfit. Yeah. So,
3: Justin, I'd, I'd kick you, you out. out.
1: Why? <laughs> I'm the barkeep.
0: No problem. So, uh, please continue. Yeah.
2: me. Oh, where
3: were
0: we?
1: Yeah, where were we? Hang
0: on. Um, God, service at smileys sucks. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Um, was a joke. I, I have
3: a question on yes. on moonspawn. Do we do we ever learn like the origins behind it, or is it just kind of one of those things that exists?
2: You do yes.
0: You learn a little bit about it's it. It's yeah.
2: actually kind of funny because moonspawn in and of itself is not explored as much as uh, what it is. But
0: don't, don't be
2: cryptic. It's fine. The you it's learn like,
0: more about moonspawn.
2: You, as far as moonspawn goes, it's like Rick has it because you always had it but you learned what it is and you know yeah
3: okay that's right I just didn't know that's one of the things I think about most from that book is like why is there just this giant floating rock <laughs> with wizards and birds on it
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you
2: get to learn a little bit more I'm about sure that as far as gardens are concerned this is like as far as they went like what if we just had this guy ride a fucking massive floating mountain but, and then they had to explain it in the world, so of course they had the explanation <laughs> at hand. It's like, that was the first idea, like, I want a big floating fucking mountain from where I can shoot at all directions with sorcery and fire, and then I can fly along with it as a dragon, and like, oh, you know what, fuck okay, it, let's do that. How are we going to make that work in yeah. the world? And then that have, that's how the conversation, I imagine, I'm not sure, I haven't asked, but that's how I imagine the conversation would go, It's like, okay. come on, what more do you want? Big floating mountain, uh, dragons. Right,
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anything more you want than that.
2: But yeah, it's there is an it's, explanation. It's explored quite a bit. Don't worry about it. Okay.
1: Awesome. Um, I don't think we have anything more for gardens per se. Uh, I do have a few questions about the opening of Deadhouse Gates, though. Yes.
0: Nice. Nice to know. Go on. Is that okay? Oh, oh, <laughs> obviously, it's okay. Please please ask those questions.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, Malik Rel, one, sounds like a fucking douchebag. Uh, I'm just going to say that. But he makes an insinuation to do okay, occur. Can
0: I just repeat that, please? Uh, Malik I'm Rell? I'm
2: going to mute myself. <laughs>
1: if that's okay.
0: Lee has strong feelings about Malik Rell. So, so go on. You uh,
1: something. Uh, Justin, oh, you're ruffling feathers. feathers. You're ruffling you feathers. You're ruffling feathers. You
0: are going to <laughs> <offend> anyone <laughs> here. Go on. This um, is why, this is why we don't have
3: friends, Justin.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. I keep screwing it up. <laughs> no, no <laughs> you, you, you're good. No, guys, you're good. Because Lee hates him a lot, so... I like oh, you know, okay. found a new way to you know, be friends together by saying fuck, Ma- fuck Malik it's, and all.
2: It's like a cult, it's like a following in the sub where like. Where, like
0: Anytime his name is brought up, yeah, everyone just like There's like
2: five responses like fuck Malik that's great, it's amazing.
0: On the sub right now, I just type Malik Willa and there's going to be like five comments saying fuck Malik Willa. I would not
2: suggest doing that because it's spoilers, but it's
0: very satisfying to say. Oh, okay. right. I mean, you've hate him already. You you've not even like met him. Met him isn't the it? The way he so... talks in
2: Deadhouse house is the most fucking annoying thing too. Like, it's just it
3: makes pattern. me think it's of annoying. like Yoda. That's how I feel like he talks. <laughs> like Yoda. Like no nobody talks like this.
0: But yeah, it, it, it has a different uh, tone. He has a different tone. He has a different look, and he's portrayed quite. Uh, I don't. Hmm, trying <laughs> to
1: <like> you have. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Please, my goodness. Mmm, soft pillows. Mmm, <laughs> squeezy. Yeah.
0: So, you guys, sorry. You guys were telling me about how much you hate Malik Rel. Was, was there a question there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, so, Malik Rel makes an insinuation to Duiker about his caution um, and that it stems from the culling of nobility in Unta. The only caution I caught in the chapter, though, was for the Wiccan Wiccan, um, horse riders about to riot at the docks of Hisar. So I guess I'm not quite understanding, like, why he's being cautious and why Rel is making an association with the culling in in, uh, Unta. What are you going to respond to this?
0: Uh, I'm just saying that culling is not limited just to Unta. It's part of the Malaysian Empire. They're culling everyone everywhere. Oh. to get public sentiment on their side. Thing,
2: the other thing I have to add is, uh, if you remember from the prologue, Haboric mentions that he was tried for treason, and he says that Duiker spoke in his trial in his defense. So Duiker spoke in the defense of a treacherous historian who is now uh, chained in, uh, in the capital, and it's very likely that he too will be a target for the gulls. So, I do not
1: remember that in the prologue. As, it,
2: it, I, it, it, they talk I a lot about Haboric's. Historian past, like um.
1: I mean, I knew he was a historian, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember the Duiker testifying part. Yeah, hang on.
3: I guess it makes sense now, now that I think about it. Why he doesn't yeah. have hands anymore, too? Because they must have cut his hands off so he couldn't falsify history or or write whatever they didn't want him to write.
2: It says like a uh, he wrote that revised history. Felizen said, committed treason. A Boric's wiry brow shows in mock alarm. God forbid, a philosophic divergence of opinions, nothing more. Duiker's own words at my trial, in my defense, bless him. But the Empress wasn't listening. After all, he called her a murderer and then had the gall to chase Hipok of the job. So, Duiker could very well be on the spotlight because he said that, yeah, Hiborg isn't actually a traitor. He's a reputable historian, while he's also going against, I suppose, what could be described as official uh, history, since they mentioned revised history. And this is brought up again in Death Cascades a lot, so you'll get used to it.
1: So, does that mean. Uh... Uh, Duiker is keeping his mouth shut on what's actually happening. Like, Is he chosen to be on the wrong side of history? Duiker is the imperial historian. So whatever Duiker says is meant to be
2: official imperial history. Whatever
0: he witnesses and records, basically. Gotcha. And it's not a coincidence that uh, you have two historians in this book. Yeah, that's right. Hebolik and Duiker. Because that ties in with the theme. As you go on, you're going to see why why history is important and why historians are needed. So there's just something to keep in mind that, you know, or what's this book, which, you know, there's a, there are just too many historians all of a sudden. So there is a reason for all that, more I'm, like thematic I'm not, reasons.
1: we us have to go back and read that part in the prologue.
0: The, yeah. <laughs> Lee picks up these tiny things, which, you know, which is easy to gloss over. And I am, after all, they're all just in the room.
2: So, you know. Anything that regards the scene, is, uh, I'm out for it.
1: And I'm sure, you know, there'll be things if we ever get to a reread um, that I'll pick up. Like, my plan was is to, while we are slowly moving through Deadhouse Gates, to just reread Gardens of the Moon at, a, you know, normal pace, so no, that's No, that's a
0: really good idea. That's a good idea. Because you so, keep familiar with the world, and there are, you know, because by the time you finish Deadhouse Gates, like, six months later, when you pick up Memories of Ice, it's going to be like, uh, what, what the hell is a Whiskey Jack and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah.
1: i figured i would start reading it once we're like halfway through dead house gates
0: hmm. so i completely forgot that the name Panion was dropped in gardens so when it comes up again in memories of ice it was like a new thing to me but then when i read it i realized yeah gardens has you know there's a lot mentioned about the Panion, isn't it like this is where we're heading next and this is a new threat and all that yeah it's easy to miss those things Uh, do you have more questions from Deadhouse gates Uh, Um,
1: yeah, uh, Icarium's lost memories. Is Mm. there more to this? Yes.
0: Yes. Lots more, yeah.
1: But Raffo, huh?
2: Yeah. He doesn't remember things, and they've clearly been together for a while, so.
1: Right, right. And I know that in Gardens of the Moon, he gifted Jerujasan with this, like, calendar-type device.
0: The the timekeeping thing, yeah, yeah.
1: And Rake and Icarium and Mappo were were mentioned uh, as having some type of conversation. And I know that there must have been some type of argument because Caladan Brood had interceded. So, uh, yeah, I just...
0: I think it was like, mentioned hey, something like uh, he met them uh, around a thousand years back. Rake met Icarium and Mappo like it's been a thousand years or something, isn't it? Something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's the thing I remember there.
1: So it doesn't sound like they get along, which it's like, here you go, here's these new characters. They don't have any memories.
0: So uh, tell me about Hissar Docks. What did you think of Hissar Docks, Doiker and uh, they, they meet the uh, Wiccans?
1: You're right, yeah. And Coltane? Uh, yeah? I think that it kind of goes back to um, what Lee was, was talking about earlier with the differences between, you know, Lucine and, and uh, Emperor Kellenved as to at one point in time... Coltane rose up in defiance to Emperor Kellenved, and then unsharingly, in his style, didn't share how he was uh, successful in obtaining Coltane's loyalty. And with all of the things that happened in Gardens of the Moon, as far as like the Emperor, the losing of two demons, Adject Lorne, um, you know, even the failed Jaghut Tyrant, she's an adjective or being so untested, so to speak. It uh, She had to do something in a city that has recently broken free of Malazan control uh, to attempt to get that control back. So, as much as Lacine doesn't like it, it's kind of her only move uh, as far as the seven cities goes. That
2: sounds like a motif that I've seen before. Hmm. <laughs> Which one? As much as Lacine doesn't like it, it's her only move. No.
0: Okay. No, uh, no, because I was just trying to see your first impression about Coltane. The the weekend leader. Um he gives me like a Jason Momoa in Gardens
1: of the Moon. <laughs>
0: oh sorry, sorry, yeah. I didn't quite catch you.
2: As as
3: a, Coltane seems kinda
2: of like a psycho to me. <laughs> I think he looks like psycho the Wicker, too, so it's it's not just
1: you.
0: What think Gold, be do you think, Dustin?
1: He reminds me of Jason Momoa in uh, Game of Thrones.
0: This is a character I told you. Do you okay. do you guys remember? Yeah. You mentioned that you wanted uh yeah. Jason Momoa to play something else in Gardens. And I told you, there's another character coming up in Of Gates* who would be much better suited. That's him. That's Coltane.
3: Yeah, I can see
0: it. I think you had him in mind for uh, I don't know. I, I I really don't remember now. Some Teshram maybe. I don't know. But
3: yeah, that was really your call, Justin. That. I don't remember either. <laughs> Hello, that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Jason Momoa
1: was you. He's attractive.
0: He's. You yeah. what me to? <laughs> so yeah, because I, I yeah. So I had a different opinion on Coltane, So that's fine. You guys think he's uh, unhinged, probably.
1: It seems that way, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I think it's funny that uh, Duiker and, you know, uh, Malik, Rel, I almost said Relic again.
0: Um, Relic, relic, yeah.
1: Relic, Malik, Relic-Nom, Malik-Rel. It's like like when you, you know, you have two similar sounding words, but you just switch the beginning of each word to the other. So, Relic-Nom, Malik-Rel. yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sure I'll screw that up in an episode uh, eventually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were talking about how inexperienced Coltane is going to be with the political side of the Seven Cities and just the contempt and the backstabbery that is going to more than likely befall him.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good to keep a watch out on, on Coltane. Keep your eyes on Coltane. So, on a not, somewhat unrelated note, I think one common theme I found
2: uh, connecting the two is like, I've heard a lot, I don't know if that's true because I've not read that far. I've heard that the Wiccans are the most closely paralleled race to the Ale in uh, Wheel of Time. So, they're definitely something to look forward to. If that's true, I wouldn't know. But
0: uh, Yeah, you've read the Wiccans and they've read the Ale, and yeah. so we don't know if <laughs> the two match.
2: <laughs> I don't think they have a problem with uh, swords, though, as much as the Ale do, but beyond that,
0: are the air like the okay, I think yeah, no no worries, no worries. It's complicated. I've not read that far, to know for sure. What what were you gonna ask about the
2: Aeel? Oh, is that hot for now? I feel stupid now. Excellent. No, uh it, Sorry. they're very uh closely they're very resemblant in a way of the Wiccans in Malazan. They're the closest thing I've seen to Okay. The two of them. So at least that's what I've heard from people that have actually read both series. So in that way, you know, they're more than a little bit crazy, if you recall, like, the, the Wiccans appear in the docks and they start, like, throwing a fuss and then like, they, like, shout something and they all see their swords and, like, their shield and it's done in line, like, okay, well, that happened, so...
1: Right, yeah.
2: I guess I,
3: I don't know, if, if, I feel like we've seen enough of the Wiccans to compare them. Not yet, for sure. Yet, but...
0: I'm, I've not seen the, enough of the ale to know, for sure either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice uh, crossroads, you know, because both of you don't know what yeah. the other guy is yeah. trying to say. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll uh, in. So I think uh, more so in the next book, you'll you'll learn a lot about the You, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is my favorite, favorite book. I love. I love the Shadow Rising.
0: Lee bought all four books. You know, I did because that's what he was told to. I decided to. to after uh, the... Yeah, the sun caught myself, so there, <laughs> I read the books.
1: I mean, the first, the first, second, and third book. Like, if you're unsatisfied. Uh, after the that, three, like that would be a good stopping point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you don't like it at that point in time, you're not going to like anything after.
0: Right. That's so weird, isn't it, to talk about series like that? Even in Malazan, people say, finish Dead of Gates before you make a decision, or finish Memories of Ice before deciding whether you want to continue or not. I don't know. It, it sounds odd to me all the time. Like, it, it should be book one, isn't it? You decide whether to continue or not at the end of book one.
1: Well, I, I think that with, with Robert Jordan, particularly the whole, you know, token, a, Tolkien-esque um, thing, it really wasn't until the second book where he really started to just mm. do his own thing and didn't really have, like, a format that he had to follow to be published. Um, He had already established himself. Uh, and so that's kind of where, like, I love the second one. I love the second and third and fourth books. Like, they're just, they're great.
3: Even the, even the fifth one, too. I, I mean, yeah. I remember the first time I read the sixth one, I had kind of a hard time with it. Really? Um,
2: is it the slog? Is it, is it six no, and no, seven? No, no. it's uh, eight, nine, ten. I think is a slog.
3: It really even the only one I would say is sluggish is really Crossroads of Twilight. The rest of them like
2: Crossroads of Twilight, the only book I've ever been told that I will be fine with reading a summary, which is a uh, very interesting. I wouldn't recommend. Challenging
3: that. one, All right. I thought.
0: So what exactly is challenging about this log? I don't get it. Is it like uh, boring or things repeat? Or why is it called a slog? It's just
1: not very climactic as the beginning of the series is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more kind of like, it's really, it's a lot of setup and it's a lot of establishing.
0: So even at the end of the book, you don't get any sort of resolution there? or
1: Small resolutions. Like small things happen um, that progress characters forward. um, But it's not, it's not it's not clim it's not climactic like, at all. It's
2: the thing is from book one and two and three cardinal termining, a lot of the setup, a lot of the early setup goes towards setting up the final battle. It's literally called that the final battle. Uh, you know, with different characters and different like MacGuffins they have to pick up and different and then you go through all the rest of the books and like oh I didn't set up side plots. And he focused almost, as far as I've heard, it not very that far, almost exclusively on this high plot, and then he never actually got to finish it because he died. So Sanderson had to finish the uh, the big, main, central plot, I guess. Which is why, and I imagine people back then, whenever they were reading one Will of Time book for two years, were really expecting, that, can we get on with it and read Darwin Gavedon or whatever it's called? Rather than, oh, I like, guess this guy is chasing after this chick, and this chick is doing politics, and this guy is, like, whatever, I don't know. So It way, all comes
1: together, nowadays, Yeah,
2: I mean, nowadays it probably doesn't feel that bad, but when you're waiting for publication, see also <laughs> Sun, Rise, and Fire, it would feel pretty bad if the book just didn't really feel like it went anywhere.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan of the, the the slog term because I feel like as comparatively to other books, yeah, was it, was it slower? Sure. But I feel like without the quote-unquote slog, it would have made the ending a lot less meaningful. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in Malazan, uh, sorry, you had more to tell?
1: No, I think we, uh, we've we capped off our list. Really?
0: No, no, I'm just saying that the, the way you don't like the term slog in yeah. Malazan, do you guys have a different term? What do you call the these 10 books? The Book of the Fallen? You must have heard some people mm-hmm. call it the main 10. No, you're not heard? Okay, there we go.
1: No, I think it's just because we're, like, very... Oh,
0: you're trying? Yeah, yeah. We're you're not, sure. like,
1: we're not searching anything. We're not looking for anything. We're, yeah, yeah. We're just reading it, you know. Um, Because, like, I feel like any small rabbit hole could just reveal something big. So I'm just staying away from it.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. But it, it, it's called, I mean, I also call it Maintain because, you know, that's, like, the, the series which got us into Malazan. But people like Lee don't, don't like the term. They hate it. You don't like we call ten. it the main ten. Yeah, it's not. It's not the main because there are so many other things going on, and some they have some justification for that.
1: I was just reminded so, of that because, yeah. Can you can you shed some light on the preferred reading order for not the main ten, but the Malazan series <laughs> in whole?
0: The, the authors have uh, this. Uh, uh, they recommend publication order for everything because uh, that's the way they wrote it. So. Oh, I'm not sure, when was Night of Knives published in Bit... After, both after hundreds, Midnight, Tides, the... Midnight Tides. Okay, so so the thing is, the second author started writing books from Midnight Tides, from Book 5. So you were supposed to intermingle both the authors. I did, and it's great. It works. It really does. I didn't do that. I but... read the, the main 10th, and then I'm reading the novels right now, Esselmol's novels, which yes. are like, you know, they focus on a different uh, plot line completely. They just focus on the Empire, whereas Erickson focuses on the Book of the Fallen. So the thing is it doesn't make sense no just just the words it's 16 books and
2: the narrative especially if you intermingle them goes fucking haywire like even in the book of the fallen uh, there's a lot of scenery t- you've seen this already like gardens of the moon takes place in one continent that half case takes place in another uh and then it changes again so there's a lot of a lot of scenery change the novels also have a lot of scenery change because well the second book in the novel feels like like takes place in like five, five six different continents i think we counted I don't remember. Like,
0: yeah, that's a massive book. The, the second one in the novels.
2: Yeah. A commitment. It's really I took it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think it's great. If you like the world, it's really, really good. But also, the differences are palpable, uh, both in the narrative. like what Because the stories being told are different. The themes are different. The so, uh, authors, the way the authors write are different. The characters are different. Lots of things change. They do intermingle quite a lot. They, it's actually pretty funny. You can see uh, both authors like talking to one another between books but for the most part they're two different stories telling their own tales with their own narratives and their own thematic exploration and they're not really complementary at least not in the later uh, stages after like book seven or book eight it's like stops being complementary
0: in the sense because I read only the 10 books, I didn't have the novels at that time. If you only read
2: the 10 books, you get a perfectly fine, uh, serviceable, great narrative that has captivated a lot of people. If you read the thing
0: is, there are books. some things which come up like in book 9 and book 10, and I was like, you know, these are just some random things showing up out of nowhere. And because I'm reading the novels now, I have a lot more context to what's going on there. So, but, uh, so do you guys have any predictions for where Deadav's Gates is going? What's going to happen? All the things we've <sighs> set up so far? You guys told me about Talam. And Lassine, what's going to happen there?
1: I feel like, I, I don't even know. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like there's so many endless possibilities. But I think that there may be some type of uh, an attempt um, on Lassine and she gets wind of it in some way, shape, or form and reacts and counterattacks, which then has Kalam and, and Fiddler and will uh on the run or doing whatever they're doing. Um, and maybe eventually run into Mapo and then Icarum and somehow join forces in some way. Circle Breaker makes an appearance and starts fucking shit up. Um, Krupp, Krupp uh, joins via via lethargic food eating dreams and uh, starts fucking shit up too. I yeah I honestly don't know. I feel like I feel but like it's fine. You just tell me
0: like what you want to happen rather than what you think is going to happen. This, this is good. I think I should have asked the question that way. <laughs> like,
1: um... I feel like I would like to see some, I, I guess, some adventure. Um, I don't know if I'm really very interested in Abslar going back home. I don't know if that really actually happens or maybe she does and realizes that her father left or is dead or, you know, I mean, I'd like to see more of like her personality being that she's not possessed anymore. I think it's interesting that, you know, her and Crocus are doing the horizontal Mambo already. <laughs> But again, it's been a year, so <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. I guess I just thought that was cute, and when you know, there, Fiddler... like a
0: couple, at, even at the end of Gardens, wasn't it? Like, obvious there? I think that they were
1: just like you know, uh, you know, pillow friends at Secondary. this point in time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I just I thought that that was cute, and I think it was funny that Fiddler even mentioned how lucky Crocus was, even though the coin is now, you know. At the bottom of the sea, so um, yeah, yeah. But Mapo and Icarium, I'm um, you know, I feel like this convergence of Deivers and and Soul Taken. He definitely seems like he's seeking some answers, which I'm assuming has something to do with his lost memories. He's, I'm assuming, maybe going to take on you know a god or ascendant to get that those memories back. Servitude potentially. Uh, yeah, I I don't know.
0: I don't know. Do you have anything, Vivek? What I do you like want to see? What in the, of the
3: Justin was saying, um, "What do I want to see?" I I don't even know what I want to see. What I, what I think we're <laughs> gonna see is a lot of action in this book. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my thoughts on the fate of Felicin. I I think she's yeah, gonna yeah. be toast. Um, no, not that. I guess not that I want that, but I I think. I feel like that would make the story interesting, especially as things go on. Um, yeah. Fiddler and Kalam, I'm not sure where I stand on that. I, I think they're gonna. I, I know I said this in the other book, but I think things will probably get worse before they get better.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair. No, because it's, it's really too early. So I'm just, I'm just asking, what do you want to see?
1: Where do you think it's going to go, Mora? <laughs> I don't even think that's I, I a fair question.
0: But no, they're just going to meet back at Smiley's at the end of book two and the rest eight books is going to be just, just banter. I, th-
3: I think uh, Krupp is gonna wake course. up in, in smiley's and this was just gonna yes. be like some second level inception. It was a dream within a dream and everybody's smiled.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were dead the whole yeah. time, you know. If Crop gets yeah. yeah. in then...
2: dreams from eating a lot, what would happen if crop gets wasted? Like, what dream would he crab have? Gets what, what dream would he have if he gets wasted? He gets, like, drugged at the table by someone? Like, okay. Mm. He's on the floor of Smiley. He's dreaming. What does he dream about? It's a great question. I don't actually know the answer. Dick per That's true. Uh, that's oh, a gosh. very good answer. That is true. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think he would dream about eating more food.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I
2: mean, knowing crap, yeah, that's really it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but this is nice. Nettles uh, Gates is a. Uh, no, number one favorite for a lot of people, not me, but it's a solid book.
3: Where would where would each of you rate that house gates in the series?
0: Boy. I I'm not sure at all. Sorry, no. So I don't I don't really rate books because they, they all seem like one single story to me because even sure. though they're all so diverse. It's just uh, Told the Hounds because I just like the tone of the story, the way it's written, and it has a very specific voice. I, I really like that. So Told the Hounds is my favorite. Memories of Ice made me cry like for two days, solid. So that's become a big favorite now, and Dead of Gates also made me cry a lot. But you know, it, you'll know it's it's not uh, it's not a fun book. No, so I don't rate it very high. Uh, people like it because it's uh, it's that depressing. But to me, it is it's too depressing.
2: <laughs> Memories of Vice is the kind of book it ends, and then you go pour out a drink to have like and like you know like silently cry and tear up and like sob a bit. Death was Gates is the kind of book that sent me to the shower bawling my eyes out for fifteen minutes. I'm I I really like the book on a reread. On a first read, I was a bit lost. Like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Okay, this is pretty cool. Oh, ah, uh, oh. Uh. On a reread, it hits so much fucking harder. It floored me for a full day when I finished it. And I also had to do the um, how to do yeah, I- I had to do the, the summaries <laughs> for the reader along for that week.
0: I was busy at that time, so Lee stepped into and do I some got of the summaries.
2: fucking floored. <laughs> Man, it was yeah. something. It was an experience.
0: <laughs> he got the worst of the summaries, so that made him cry. Yeah, things I think that forward. just makes me all
3: all that much more excited to to read it and and just to uh, uh, see how I'm going to react to these things. You know how you're telling me you guys reacted to it.
2: It was definitely the book of yeah, like yeah. I'm going to finish the series. The gardens were like, oh, this is good. This is nice. That has got me like I'm going to finish this series. Memories was the book that got me I'm going to love this series. So that's my progression through Malazan.
3: Those are exciting things to hear, for sure.
2: No, I mean, I hope the same is true. <laughs> yeah, I hope the same is true of PSR for Wheel of Time. <laughs> I I honestly hope so.
0: You can't you can call guests and then list their favorite books. <laughs> <you know>, that's <laughs> not done. Doing
2: it on purpose. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> there, uh, I I mean, the Wheel of Time. Yeah, it's I I never had any moments, you know, like where it made me cry, but. There's definitely some moments where you're like your jaw will definitely drop and you're gonna be like, No, wait. Yeah, and then oh
2: fuck moments, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Without saying too I mean, much more, mean. that's kinda of how it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. There's a couple of parts where I, I balled my eyes out, <laughs> the wheel of time. I
3: guess maybe I'm just colder than everybody.
1: Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well apparently according to Mora, I'm the cold one, so
0: Me? What what did I do?
1: Don't you remember in your, your episode where uh, I was or in the episode we had you on and I was just like, well, it was kind of their decision. So, and you were like, <laughs> you were a very
0: cold person, Justin. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You had no sympathy for Lone, isn't it? I think that's oh, the one. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. It's like, she may be a child, but still it's her decision to release the tyrant. And it's, she may be brainwashed, but it's still her fault.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: She should no, listen uh, to her notes. No, uh, yeah, but uh, lesson, at least, there, there are plenty of things to make people cry. Plenty of people who, who tell each other that this made me cry and this made me cry. More as one of them. I didn't cry that much in the first read. On a second <laughs> read,
2: I told you, like, I spent 15 minutes in the shower crying. <laughs> On a first read, not that much.
0: The end of the kids, I don't know. At this time, I don't remember much, but Memories of Ice, because I was at work, I was like reading at lunch break or something, and oh my god, it was, it was tough. It took me like two days to be all at attend- it. told the hounds when I reread it recently, I like skim read it the whole thing in like four or five days. I just and I think I, I think I was depressed for like a whole week. <laughs> I, I was not okay. <laughs> it, it really, it just oh god, it, it was a bad time for me. I shouldn't yeah, have it read- We, did a, so we
2: did a couple of episodes on all the hounds, and it's very poignant. We we sound sad in the episodes. It's like do we? Well, okay. compared to like this, where we're jesting and bantering about like <laughs> Dicknipur and Dickinair and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're slightly <laughs> drunk too. So <laughs> there's that too. But yeah, you can hear it. Like the book is rough in that regard. But yeah. It's a very good book. And so he's at Husky, so uh, All the best.
1: <laughs> slightly drunk, huh? Tell me more. Mm. Sorry, what? Did you say slightly drunk?
0: I, yeah, I am. I finished one drink and that's about all I can handle most of the time.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought I thought you were talking during that episode. That depressing episode. Oh, no. Episode.
0: This is the first time. I, I've never <laughs>
1: seen Lee drunk before. So We've
2: learned from our mistakes not uh, do depressing episodes oh. so sober. So next time we touch on a depressing episode we're just gonna have like a couple of drinks beforehand
0: what if you start crying on air oh that's <laughs> even better no? No. <laughs> <laughs> no i can guarantee anything you know right. but then uh, justin i'm the cold one in the recent episode didn't told the house uh, lee was full of compassion Dude. for this hey, one character okay. and i just right. couldn't stand me. okay we're... He, okay <laughs> just, just i'll just tell them the story because we have a shared google document too like you guys we make notes and he had this sad quote about, oh my god, yeah, her dreams like, are shattered and blah blah. And my reaction was just, yeah, cry me a river. <laughs> <Who cares> <laughs>
2: <about>? <laughs> I poured my heart and soul into it. <laughs> and
0: she laid it on sick I poured my heart and soul into it and she just tore it apart. Maybe
1: <laughs> maybe instead of called it's just a difference of opinion.
0: It definitely yeah, was. Okay. Yeah. But then mine is the correct opinion and Lee's just i feeling it. Uh... <laughs> No, but it's it's nice to have uh, different opinions, isn't it? Like when you guys do, when you guys don't agree, or you have a different uh, interpretation. Sometimes you have like one eighty opposite interpretations, isn't it? About the same thing. I Once in a while, the, the fun is the writing. Once in a while, yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like more often than not we agree on things, um, which I guess you know I don't have any like ill fated feelings about that. But yeah, there are definitely some things that we. Didn't agree on like riga that was a huge thing we didn't really agree on um i remember what some of the other ones were
3: i don't really remember remember.
0: so so easy to
2: miss the whole riga thing i actually don't know what riga thing you've been talking about i've listened to it on uh... the last episode and i'm like i'm too afraid to ask at this point (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right man okay please do go on do you want me to explain it or do you want to
0: Uh, me I possess yeah. that uh, Riga has al- already possessed. Uh, Sorry, oh, and you uh, know, she she was still there. She was not out of the picture yet yeah, because yeah. Uh, the whole uh, ha- thing happens in the garden, isn't it? Mallet actually senses Riga's presence and helps her and all that. I not uh, I didn't pay attention during the first read. I just sort of glanced over the whole thing. Yeah, no, that makes
2: sense. Yeah, I would not have I mean... noticed either. So,
0: <laughs> I feel for you. <laughs> so. Is there anything more to ask, Lee?
2: I don't have any questions. I don't think. Uh, chapter two is one of my favorites in the house Gates, so but we can't talk about it. No shade. But...
0: we can. We can just uh, send one person out of this chat. And...
2: <laughs> we can do that. Yes. But uh, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, I really <laughs> I like... take
0: my different thing of opinion away. <laughs> Cold. No, no. Dustin is my. You know, I am not Dustin even before Lee, so I'm not going to kick him up. Sorry. Yeah, kick Lee out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we already discussed it. Like, you're going to be the host now. I'm just the co-host, right? So, That's what I'm yeah, saying. You're yeah, out. I should believe uh, pretty well.
1: <laughs> I didn't think that would... Yeah, no, I'm not going to commandeer your, your podcast. <laughs> you guys are way further than I am. <laughs> even even Derek, he's further than I am. What's the, I the
0: Chapter 2 has some fun stuff. I'm just going through the thing. It has a lot of fun stuff, Derek. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see... Why you like the chapter? Yeah, that does a lot of fun stuff. Did someone yawn? I think it's I time did. to wind up.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do we have any closing statements? Um, no. I uh,
3: thank you I for enjoyed. having us here. It was great to talk to you again, Maura, and great to meet you, Lee. It was a lot of fun, and and I appreciate sure. the time here with you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, been a blast. Thank you again for Absolutely. for having us uh, on our first guest appearance.
0: Oh yeah. How was the experience? Was the so? Was it smileys? Five star out of uh, a possible ten.
1: My uh, my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. Oh, so.
0: oh! I, I think yeah.
2: you can hear in the recording how much I laughed in this episode, so I think that's enough uh, telling.
0: I generally edit out the laughing. Yeah, yeah so it was absolutely
1: hilarious. It was delight.
0: Yeah.
1: You edit out the laughing.
0: Uh, some of them, because incredible. you know, we just—I mean, like this. Wick we crack wise a laugh, lot. Yeah, it's so in the sense if it goes on beyond the talk. Like it's just laughter and nothing else for a while. I cut them oh, off. Oh gotcha. I mean, gotcha. it's like uh, 10 seconds or 20 seconds of laughter is a bit distracting, I feel yeah, should yeah, yeah, no, right. have a technical uh, exchange, isn't it? Because you are the editor there. I'm the editor yep. here. Yeah,
1: maybe there can be some, uh, I don't know, sharing of tips.
0: We mm. should yeah, we should do that, because we are learn, I mean, we are quite new to this whole thing, so we'll learn a lot.
1: Right. Yeah. And I have no idea what I'm learning is right or not. So,
0: uh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lee tells me it sounds good. So I just upload the whole thing. Yeah. It it really really does. Right. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for coming. And I hope you are return customers to Smiley's. I hope you guys come back someday.
1: I would definitely love to. I'm sure we will. Yeah. I'd love to be back.
0: Yeah so thank you Lee thanks thank for you your all. time thank you guys and thanks for not uh, hating on wheel of time I... as much as I thought okay. Agu.
2: I I it's not I don't it's not like I don't like the books it's not like my favorite but yeah. I don't hate it
0: right so okay so good night see you all yeah well have
2: a good rest of your day and uh see you next time wherever next time I be yeah take care yeah good
1: night bye